Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foulball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing great. I'm doing phenomenally. Thank you so much. This is the Culture Crime Fighters, and I am joined, as always, with my co-host, Vigilante Wiz, here on the 24th episode of the Culture Crime Fighters, and we are joined by none other than the man, the myth, the legend himself. Easy shakes his head humbly. <laughs> Gary from the Erotic. Uh, thank you for being here. And hey. as everyone in the chat is saying, uh, you you sent them. Hey, that's hey. Thanks for following me over here. Uh, if you aren't tired of me talking, but I'm glad uh, to be here. I should have been here a long time ago, and there was a scheduling conflict. So thank you for being patient, and uh, and thanks for you know supporting my channel and a lot of other channels. We thank you all. We know you guys. Uh, I you you go live after Friday night tights. I I dip in. I dip in. Uh, uh, right on. Yeah, yeah. right on. Yeah, I always want to kind of like invite you, but I'm like, it just feels like you just went for like six hours. I'm like, how much more <laughs> yeah. streaming does he have in him? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, very grateful to have you here, man. Thank you so much. You know, uh, you've been, you have been on the channel before. You were here uh, for the Expanse finale, you know, when that happened. So that was awesome. Yeah. That was, uh, I mean, that wasn't awesome. It was awesome having you. Oh, here. It was awesome being here. But yeah, the show <laughs> was, uh, that was, uh, Wow, what a disappointment. That's a rough one, dude. I was listening to you on the Nooner today, and I was just thinking it was like some of the other shows that you were mentioning that I didn't even think about. Like, oh, like like Westworld went super well. It's like the amount of shows, the amount of properties that they just sacrificed the integrity of a really good thing for their agenda, for their politics. Like, it's it's staggering. It really is. Like Legion, you know, which is a show you didn't need to do it in. It already had everything they say they wanted, but it was a good show. And then season three, in the first, what, five minutes, they have a, a, a new girl come in who's like this new girl character who takes over the entire show. And then she talks to another girl who says, uh, I've been penis free for 25 years or something like oh that. And I just God. like I stopped watching. I, didn't, I don't even know what happened the rest of the season. I just turned it off and went, F you. I'm yeah. Done. There was well, a I've been pe penis oh, free sorry, for 33 God. years. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, you know, 40, uh, 50, whatever, 51 years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking of another show too. There was a show called Halt and Catch Fire. Did you ever see that? I haven't seen it. I haven't it, seen it. I heard it. Heard of it? It was though. good. The first season was really good. I didn't like it as much when I learned it wasn't actually a true story because I thought it was the story of how like the first laptop was made, and it seemed like really cool and competitive. And it was it was still good. But then the second season was all about two of the girls from the first season becoming like starting their own gaming company and like separating themselves from the men and they're such good programmers and it's just like oh right there's another one that's another show that went totally woke yep yeah and it's simply like we can't show men and women working together it has to be competitive now they're trying very hard to while well, at the same time saying there's no difference between us separate us right right yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I just saw a chat that said my mic is low. I adjusted it. I don't know is that if that's any better but uh yeah. Because for a second, I didn't notice it was low, but I can never tell because of the headphones. And then when you, right when you said that, the gain went like through the roof. Is it yeah. too but much? Then it, but now it's good. Okay. Yeah, it's good. All right. Cool. Yeah, it's. The, I think it's the audio compression from Streamyards. It's very tough to control. Um, well, I'd like to say welcome to all the new people here. This is amazing. Uh, yeah, all, nearly four hundred of you guys in the chat. This is a uh, oh, hi. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it's very much thanks to uh, to Gary here, also to Eric K, the uh, the Mensch Wrench, which you can catch on this channel every once in a while. He does show up on the Cocktail Lounge. Yeah, and, if you uh, never heard Eric K actually talk, 
tune yeah. in Fridays at the Friday Night Times. Yeah. He's got a voice. Yes. He does indeed. And some interesting mm-hmm. opinions. I love Eric K. Yeah. He's the most uh, interesting man on earth. Like, seriously. Like, his actual real life is cooler than any uh, any any movie you're going to get nowadays. Or ever. Yeah. He's, he's, now, he's awesome. Now my mic's too hot, says Thundercats. Oh, boy. I, I'm not good with the tech stuff at all. Not at all. Uh, we got some. Yeah, uh, APM is reminding us. Don't forget the faithful. Oh no, yeah, we have the regular. Don't forget the, the OGs. Never the triple would. OGs like APM, uh, Nerporio, uh, Ginger Ninja, uh, Eric K. Obviously, he's in thirty two flavors of Nick Weiser. Hell, Hell, Nick. And I actually saw Jake D in the chat. Oh, for a second, I'm not yeah. sure if he still is. The mystery. Where's he been? I don't been know. Working? What's he been doing? I think he got a new gig. Is, yeah. Yeah. He's, but he'll, I think he'll be back. I heard a rumor he might be going to Vegas. Not sure, but I heard a rumor. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. I saw yeah. Lord Thoth is there, Cinch and Dildo. The, uh, yeah, all the old, the old crew yeah. is here. Uh, one other quick a little announcement. Uh, today's stream, uh, in addition to being special for uh, Gary being here, is also uh, going to help a friend of mine here in Austin. Uh, she's a great friend. I work with her. She's a terrific person. She's got a, serious medical issue with which she has to go uh invasive surgery for uh and it's she doesn't have health insurance it's going to cost her a lot of money and she also can't work during that time so she's going through a a really tough financial hardship so uh any super chat that comes in today will be donated to that uh cause i'm gonna match whatever comes in as well and uh you can see the link uh, is pinned in the chat to the gofundme if uh, if you can if you are able to give it's very much appreciated. If not, sending love is really cool too. But yeah, that's uh, that's the goal of today's stream is to raise some money for her. So much appreciated. Nice. Yeah, yeah, man. Well done. Yeah. So Gary was wondering if you know about this because I just learned about it because I was on Twitter and I saw uh, our good friend Thirty Two Flavors of Nick Weiser was tweeting about it. But something's going on with Frank Miller. No, I was not aware. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I'm probably the, the one who knows the most. So um, it's a comic convention. I want to say it's in uh, England. I think it's called like Lunchbox. I, I actually heard Shots Thinking Critical because that's where I heard it. He, he dropped the video like a couple hours ago and I, I checked it out uh, at work. So basically because of uh, the graphic novel Holy Terror that he wrote back in the day. Yep. Uh, right after 9-11. It's not too kind to uh, Muslims. And so he's being canceled out of that. He's not, uh, he, they're not going to have him in that, um, at whatever that comic convention was that, that he was supposed to by Dark Horse. I believe that Dark Horse published that, right? Okay. Yeah, because uh, DC did not want it, obviously. Um, so why isn't Dark Horse getting pu- canceled as well? Um, uh, that's because patriarchy and straight white men. <laughs> yeah. And you, it's, it's, oh, it's always easier to go off the. Oh, legendary, legendary comics. Yeah, it wasn't Dark Horse. Interesting. Uh, uh, it's never going to end, guys. It's never going to freaking end. Uh, Warren Ellis has been canceled. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, and this was a great way to, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say Frank Miller was anybody's direct competition anymore. He kind of just works when he wants to, and he's our, he's got his own personal problems. But, yeah. uh, no, this is a way to get rid of your competition. This is how it works. They just cancel them. We don't have to beat you on merit anymore. We'll just uh, say you did a thing, yeah, and uh, yeah. you'll be done after that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And that and Warren Ellis that. thing, yeah, yeah, uh, right. yeah. We covered it a few weeks ago, and actually went to that site. Did you ever read his accusations? 
yes uh the accusations of uh he was a guy who wanted to get laid yeah uh, basically oh that's it god that's he literally talked it. to me for you months to me yes for months you gave and me my career when i probably didn't deserve it yeah bastard that's literally all he did all he did and it's like uh and then when i said i wasn't interested he stopped talking to me what a jerk it's like what <laughs> what, what? <laughs> like he was polite and like cordial and treated you like yeah oh you're not interested okay my mistake and then moved on Man. what a monster the one girl i'm 27 year old he groomed me you're damn near 30 you can't be groomed <laughs> yeah no no you're too old to be groomed you're a grown-ass woman it's hilarious <sighs> So yeah, that they, but it's not it's not about what the actual it's not about the actual thing they're canceling people on being substantial. It's about like you just said, getting rid of competition, and getting just any 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 scalp they can take, mm-hmm. they're gonna go for, because this is a scalp cutting thing as much as anything. How significant, Gary, do you think like the independent comic movement is like the Ethan Van Skyvers of the world? Like, how significant do you think that is to? Because I, I, we've talked to Cameron Pasha about the alternative to Hollywood, and I think that one's going to be really tough, especially because of just how many technicians are involved in making a good television show or movie and how much money it costs and the amount of distribution. But I think comics is more in a unique uh, position to be able to do that from an independent side. Like, how, how much uh, competition do you think that can really create? I think it can create a lot. Uh, I they're losing their market share. So it's, it's, they have a window of opportunity here. So independent comics has always been around. It'll always be around, but as something that's a viable alternative, it means that one of these indie creators needs to do another image. They, they need to make their own publisher. They need to distribute their own books. They need to get really big, Mm -hmm. uh, really fast, amass enough talent and be a viable alternative to attract more talent uh, and I think it, the, the opportunity is there, um, but you're losing your market share to manga, hmm. uh, right now. Uh, and that's also your competition, even though it's a good competition and it's like what we want to aspire to the American comic book is losing badly to manga. So, uh, I think it, I conceptually, I was really, I'm really behind the idea. I am love of going out and, you know, using your YouTube channel to crowdfund a book and create a product. That's an alternative. And sure. At first it was F you money, whatever, whatever gets you in the door. I'm fine with that Mm -hmm. to to the SJWs. But after that, it's gotta be you, your, the quality of your book and, and producing a product. I mean, we can't just talk about, you know, crowdfunding stuff. We have to produce at some point. And, and that's where that's where it gets very difficult. I, I I don't have an answer to this problem either. But you have to produce enough content to be competitive. Competitive. Um. And on that note, Young Ripper is trying to create his own universe. Like mm-hmm. he's trying to get into comic books, and he's trying to basically solve that market problem. Because I think one of the the issues, yep, somebody already mentioned it, the Ripperverse is already starting. Is you know you might get a, a Jawbreakers and really like this comic and a, a few sequels, but that's just it. There's just a few comics, and that's it. There's no shared universe. There's no seeing a Human Torch on a Spider-Man comic or anything like that. So there's that. Yeah, Ripperverse, and I mean he has a big enough platform. And like you said on the uh, Lunar, it's only about two hundred thousand people buying comics on any regular basis, and he has four hundred thousand subs. So technically he's already outdoing the market share. So like. It's viable. And actually, I kind of want to, 
I have a slight pushback to the idea that um, independent, so like independent can't compete. So my thought is this: there's no way to crowdfund a fucking Infinity War, but you right. can crowdfund a Bat in the Sun, or you know some of these smaller. But you have to have your own property. That's the thing. A lot of these fan made films have shown like a high quality, a much higher quality. Is it exactly Hollywood? Is it the same model? Is it the same distribution? No. But Logan Paul is one of the biggest athletes on the world from being a YouTuber. We're in a different age. So I don't think you necessarily can compete fire with fire. But as technology evolves, as the next generation doesn't even see a movie star as a thing, you know what I mean? The movie star is going to be the middleman in 10 years. I think it's semantics a little bit it's it's like how do you compete well an individual certainly will rise and compete there'll be one person a logan paul uh evs with the comics there'll be uh, an individual but if we want to compete against an industry that means we need the indies which are already there okay there's already i was talking about it in the nooner there's already independent films and tv shows and web series there there's yeah. thousands of them everywhere but you and I never see them. We, right. we have no idea they exist. Yeah. So what they need to figure out is how to get it to us. The, they need a distribution model. They need an aggregate. And they need to make sure that aggregate doesn't become the distribution. Just you know, And then that aggregate gets bought out by a corporation. And then all of a sudden they control the, the yeah. full of independent. Yeah, it's tough. And I don't have an answer for it. But there is plenty of independent content out there right now yeah. that isn't woke that none of us have ever seen because we, they don't know how to get it to us. And that's, that's the real problem. Uh, but yeah, I think it, it can compete because well, Hollywood's not the biggest fish anymore. It's true. So it's true. I mean, that, that's like, can they compete against video games? No, they no. can't. No. They don't and have video games now. can be crowdfunded by the way. There are a lot of crowdfunded yep. games. Yep. And they can be independent and they can uh, and they can show up on steam and stuff. So there's a model for them. And and uh, as far as TV shows there, mm, I think entertainment wise, we can compete just with what we're doing right here. Uh, again, I was talking about in the nooner, like the chat show, the chat show is dead on television. Oh, 100 percent. It's the least interesting form of entertainment. I mean, you see like how poorly did with the coof, like how bad they were where they didn't have like all their bells and whistles and their spinning plates. You're like, oh, these guys are barely even interesting, let alone like the leaders of, of popular entertainment. Yeah, I was watching Comic-Con at home, that Doctor Who panel, and, you know, the, the host had to read a script. I'm like, mm-hmm. why? 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 Like you're introducing... Chris Chibnall and Jodie Whittaker, first female doctor played by Jodie Whittaker, uh, for a Doctor Who panel where they're going to tell you nothing. So all you have to do is like, what's your favorite pie? And, you know, like, <laughs> you, you don't have to ask him any questions. Yeah. I don't know why he had to read a script. Uh, and it was boring and it was stale. And, and Comic-Con, after a year of this, you think they would have figured it out, but they didn't. And they have access to all the entertainers on the planet. And then you honestly, you have guys like you, you know, but you also have guys like uh, like Doomcock and the EFAP guys. I mean, the EFAP guys go 10 hours on one subject and they're hilarious. I mean, Rags is really funny. His timing is sharp and, and spot on. And it's like it's just a funny group of guys. And it's like they're entertaining for that length of time. I mean, it's so evident that these like people that they propped up as like the entertaining people are not that that they're they're yeah. just part of the system. They're Ron Burgundy. 
And so that, yeah. that's all they are. They just read whatever they said. <laughs> they have no idea. That, that became evident watching guys like you, you know, watching FNT and watching stuff just not that's not even in the space. How many different streamers doing different things are so much better than our late night talk show host or any talk show host because there's no script and that they couldn't handle it when it when it, everything was square. That's what they show. <laughs> Mr. Trickle no. Trunk says uh, for two dollars. Thank you, sir. Says the, oh, wait, the wrong one says the uh, the chat show is dead. Guys on a chat stream. Hey, stream chat okay. stream. Fair it's enough. A different thing. I know it seems semantical, but it, it's a lot different than from what it, it, it's the same. Actually, it's the same. But it's different. It's different because we don't have the production value. Mm -hmm. That camera you showed on your stream is the exact camera being used right now to film me. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not the same production value. I don't have a, a makeup artist or a green room and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but I think it comes across just as well. At least it does for me as a fan. I hope everyone he here. Uh, cool. is getting the I same think, experience. I mean, yeah. I would like to believe that we're as entertaining as Gary streams, but I mean, FNT, like it's just uh, a bunch of dudes with a mic and a webcam, and it's it's infinitely more entertaining to me than anything like any uh, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon or Conan or any of those guys. Like, I don't, I always just kind of like you're like, all right, you politely, you know, enjoy it, I guess. But though you and these other streamers, they're so entertaining, and it's like, oh yeah, you don't need to be part of this whole industry, to be interesting. And it's like, wow, well, we actually don't need them almost at all with the exception of maybe scripted content. Yeah. Uh, there's no hope of uh, getting through to a Jimmy Fallon during the show. It's only a half an hour long and they have to break for commercial mm -hmm. or even if it's on a streaming service, it's limited to, to 45 minutes and we could go two hours on FNT or seven. I mean, it's, it's, it's up to the show. It's up to you guys and, and how many people are sticking around and how much fun they're having. And at least, you know, your the chat is up uh, yeah. uh, and it stays up and you can go back and you can see yourself on the chat. You can, you, and, yeah. and, and then there's a whole different thing going on in the chat than there is in the show. And sometimes there's a different thing going on in the show within the show. Uh, and you never, you never know that. So the, the, uh, Hollywood chat show is this very formatted, boring, stale thing that when you didn't have anywhere else to go, it worked just fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, but now you have a chat show where it feels like I'm actually going out and hanging out with my friends. Yep. Uh, and it's and, entertaining. Like the yep. people on this chat are entertaining. Like they're funny and they're insightful and they have passions. It's, you know, I think social media is, is probably maybe destroyed the American celebrity celebrity because now when you see them on those shows, you're like, ugh, like I know this is all just manufactured and we're all just having such a good time. I mean, this is a performance for you. This is a role you booked. That's not who you are. And you're not being transparent. You're not being even interesting. You're just, you know, playing the part of the likable celebrity and, who is that fooling anymore? Like, I don't, I don't know who even finds it entertaining. It's, it's so manufactured and transparent. Mm -hmm. and it's just well, not it's interesting. Well, it's a generation that grew up on them. Eventually, uh, like I said, in, in 10 or 15 years, they're going to be the milkman. They're going to be an obsolete uh, generation. Chicago Box is right. FNT is the best thing on YouTube. Hey, Second best thing is this show, Culture Crime Fighters. There you go, right? <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I mean, no. Gary 100% spawned this. I mean. Yes, obviously, clear. You know, it's it was listening to you and listening to, like, Critical Drinker, who was on Chrissy Mayer's show today. I was listening to a little bit of that. Oh, that was cool. pretty cool. Yeah, but, like, listening to you guys and just 
hearing like something contrary to what we were supposed to hear was for me immensely inspiring. And I think it was the same for Vigilante Williamson. In addition, you were, you know, encouraging people to start channels and we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Right. I right. mean, like, I, yeah, I, I don't want to judge other YouTubers too harshly. Right. Uh, they all go through their own experiences, but this is uh it's a great hobby. I wouldn't recommend like seeking it out as a job that, I mean, that could happen. That's great. That's a, mm -hmm. but that's gravy. But as far mm -hmm. as like, uh, you know, instead of getting a band together or something, we all need our hobbies. This is a great way to socialize and, uh, uh, and even if like, that's where my goal was, like when I hit a thousand subs, I'm like, if it stops here, great, I'll do this forever. I'll like work my day job and, and this'll be my fun, you know, yeah. outside of, uh, and it, it just kept growing. And, and this it's, again, it's a great way to meet people too. And, yes. and you never know who's watching. It doesn't matter how many effing subs you have i was covering happy the tv show happy yeah uh and i think we had 30 people watching our reviews and one of the stars of the show contacted me and said i'll come on the show that's awesome we'll talk wow. yeah yeah so we talked to her and she was cool you know and and it was yeah there was 30 people watching our reviews that's rad that was a good show the first season first season was good and dark. again that's another really yeah the second season was dark and it wasn't first one was pretty dark with the meth Santa and shit. There's a lot and that whole like entertainment company oh. that was like, wow, like they just showed what entertainment companies are. I was a little uncomfortable. Oh no, you know, happy to season one is is great. I'll yeah. go so far as to say it's great. Yeah, um, yeah. and it's based on a comic book that's really good that I happen to be in. Uh, I'm getting stabbed that's in the right. mouth in that comic book. Uh -huh. And uh, but it's it's sick, it's freaking dark as hell, and it didn't go woke. It no. didn't go like it, it was actually the least it was um, done by the guys who directed crank and ghost rider spirit of vengeance. One of my secret favorite piece of shit movies. <laughs> I Wait, which movie is this spirit, ghost rider spirit of vengeance is cage at his most caginess. It ah. is pure Nick cage right on. It's like he, he decided to, I'm going to play Johnny blaze like, um, like, a like a tweaker, like a freaking speed freak. Right. Uh, and it's really good. I, I know people hate it, but I love it. That's rad. No. Um, yeah. I, I like when cage, like, did you ever listen to like the, I, mean, I didn't listen to the whole commentary, but clips on it about that movie, um, that vampire movie that he did years back. Yeah. Scene to scene. He would like make different choices. Like he would decide to suddenly have an accent for a scene. Like, and he just, no, and he meant it. Like it wasn't like he wasn't trolling. He just was inspired to have an accent for this scene. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, that, awesome. he's, he's freaking crazy. They're all crazy. Uh, yeah. But, like, at least he embraces it, except when he's uh, a ghost writer. No, come on. That's a good, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good, bad movie. I I watch it all the time. <laughs> never, never seen it. Um, I did want to acknowledge, though, that we're over 500 viewers right now. Which yes. Is hail. Thank you all so much. Yeah. And to that, I think we should read some Super Chats. Yeah, um, just thank you for the super here. chats. Yeah, hell, thank you very much for the super chats. Um, and thank you all for being here. So, going back to the beginning, uh, Raj H for two dollars Canadian or one ninety nine Canadian sent a, a thumbs up sticker. Thank you very yeah. much, Raj H, with the uh, most most charming, avatar. the most inviting avatar on YouTube. Um, yes. Mr. Tickle Trunk, uh, before he teased us, gave us a one dollar ninety nine cent uh, Canadian uh, thumbs up sticker. Thank you very much. Uh, Darius Munchausen, hail Darius Munchausen, a regular, uh, for $1.49, gave us a popcorn super sticker. 
Thank you, sir. Hell uh, Shout out to Detroit. Also a Detroiter. Shouts to Detroit. Uh, wow, this is a big day. This is a big day. All right, so we got Oh What Two sent us uh, $2 US, says here's two. Hail, thank you very much. Uh, Wolverine snicked, snicked. I never, I always, I can hear it in my head, but snick, snicked, snicked. Snicked. Uh, For $4.99, it doesn't say anything, but thank you very much. And then this is a big one. This is uh, a long time viewer who's, uh, as far as I know, has never sent a super chat, but Vigilante Brace. Brace yourself. Sentient Dildo. Yes. $10 Croatian says for the cause. Thank you very much, my friend. He's a channel regular. If if you've never got the joys of Sentient Dildo, he's he's not the friendliest guy, but we love him. So for him to send a super chat is a big day. Dildo is not the friendliest guy. Come on. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) he's just, he relates to the world kind of like I do. Like, just he's a sarcastic ass, you know? Yes. I can appreciate that. Uh, Yeah. And he's very funny. I love him. And he always keeps us honest, which is really good to have. Like, uh, we had one of your buddies on, Robert Meyer Burnett. And uh, that was a terrific show. But we did get to a point where we kind of, maybe just disagreed on a, you know where we landed on a particular issue. And I was going between maybe just like letting him have his moment and pushing back. And then I remember guys like, I like, if we just let him go and we don't push back, like we're going to hear it from them. And I was like, we owe it to them to be honest. So I was like, all right. And that's the benefit of having a guy like Sanjay Dodo in your chat. Yeah. He does keep us honest. He sure does. Um, Yeah. So uh, another story that I saw that's coming out. So I, I, I know we kind of it's been mentioned before, but now it sounds like it's confirmed. I guess Michael B. Jordan's developing the Black Superman show. It sounds official now. So we're getting two yeah. Black Superman. Yes. When we don't Problem want two. any. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, I don't know. First impressions, Gary, before we go any further. Like, what do you what is that? What's your first impression hearing this? I am not surprised. This is Warner Brothers being as dumb as they possibly can be because they've always been this dumb from day one. Think about it. This is a this is a corporation that could have done a shared universe in the 80s. They could have had Michael Keaton yeah. with Christopher Reeves. Uh, and freaking they could have Linda Carter was still looking good back then, too. You could have had her. They could have uh John Wesley Ship as the Flash. They could have done it, and they didn't do it because they're stupid and they've always <laughs> been stupid. Um, this is this is so dumb on so many levels for one. It's almost like Michael B. Jordan is trolling fucking Donahisi Coates and JJ Abrams. Like I want to steal your thunder. Yeah. Uh, and better yet, I'll be the black man producing the black Superman. That isn't Clark Kent. So people are going to respect this more automatically. Now, yeah. do I know anything about this Superman? No, it's Obama Superman. So I, I don't, I could care less. I could, what do you I mean, mean Obama like, Superman? They, they, they. Uh, this is uh, Valza, uh, uh, Valza, Valza, right? Yeah. So yeah. So this is uh, what they did was um, back when uh, when Obama was the president. Um, and again, I know nothing about this Superman, zero. So uh, when he they they wanted to make a black Superman that looked like Obama, basically, they wanted to make uh, Obama a superhero. Um, and it, and, it would, and I like, don't just, know what came imagine- first. I'm just saying, could you just imagine just being like so committed to your politics? You're like, yeah, the president, like he's so cool. Like, like you look up to him, like he, like he's like a rock and roll singer or something like that. Like the most, the most like part of the system guy in the world. You're just like, yeah, symbol of freedom. Like, ooh. 
gross. Yeah, I don't know if this came out after I sold my shop or I just didn't give a crap and didn't pay attention. I know there was like the Obama Spider-Man cover, which like went I've nuts. And be because it sold so well, they wanted to, uh, they just, yeah, they made Obama super teams and Obama was in everything mm -hmm. and they sold, it sold, it sold. So they came up with, uh, I guess, Obama Superman. And uh, I could, I like, if it ain't Clark Kent, I don't give a crap. I just, I just don't. Um, they can do what they want. I, this is again, remember when they used to like not, the reason they didn't put Batman in, say, Smallville, the reason they didn't do Gotham instead of Smallville is they didn't want to confuse the audience. They were going to have a Batman movie out, so we don't want to have a Batman on TV and a Batman in the movies. It would confuse the audience. Mm -hmm. Now, that like that has been thrown out the window, and what they're doing now is just placating and pandering in the like dumbest possible way. To where yeah, you're actually yeah. going to take away from your own project and you're going to create a resentment and it's not going to do well. And you're going to confuse the shit out of normies. You have four Commissioner Gordons, at least. You have like five, like you have multiples of the same character in multiple universes. No normal person, which barely, listen, there are still people who watch like most of the Marvel movies and think Batman is in that universe because they're normies and they yeah. don't know what they're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So there's no normie who's going to be able to decipher, oh, there's two black Superman and then black Adam may have the Henry Cavill in it. And then it's like fucking uh, the, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get roped in to see it, but the flash movie, that's really not about the flash. Mm -hmm. it, it may have, uh, it's going to have Keaton. It's going to have Ben Affleck. It may have other Batman in it. As because they, they're trying to, I remember last year they're, they're trying to get anybody and everybody they can to do a cameo, and holy crap, we have yeah, you saw that. Yeah, yeah, and and that's not it, that's not the only one. I know, so we I have a channel benefactor, yeah. Hold who, on, wait, uh, hold is you, just, right, we, we have yeah, this one one first. Charles Burdett for a hundred and fifty dollars. If I had Gary's applause thing, I would, I would yeah. trust that. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Very, very much, man. And it's going to a good cause. So I really appreciate that. And for $150, he says, keep up the fight. Right on, man. Thank you very much. I am blown away. That is really, really cool. Uh, thank you, sir. And uh, Vigilante, sorry, you were going to say, my good man. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we have a channel benefactor. I saw him in the chat. I'm like, I wonder if he, he went crazy. So he's at least sent me a Ogre Squasher 101, or, or the flyest. Uh, uh, the fly super chatter because he's actually a pilot sent me a $101.61 super chat. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ogre Squasher. He says nothing. I saw you in the chat. He used stream elements to do it. So thank you so much. I'm also going to donate it to well, the um the, the same charity because thank about, you. Uh, Very much appreciated. She's a great person and she's in need. And uh, you know, if we can help, that's terrific. Uh, and he also sent me a one hundred and one dollar <laughs> and seventy one cent super chat. Said nothing as well, but Ogre Squasher, uh, as Ascension Dildo often accuses him, is uh, laundering money uh, <laughs> through our through our uh, super chats. But no, thank you so much, man. That's really Ogre Squasher. You're the man. And uh, yeah, Gary, he's a private pilot, and uh, we've actually watched some of his videos on the channel of him like flying into like Telluride. And stuff like that. He was telling us about the jet he flies. Really cool dude. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So thank you very much. That was just 350 bucks like that. You guys are awesome. Much Ooh. appreciated. Much yeah. appreciated. And then there's right. this 
crap. I mean, like it's unbelievable that they're doing this <laughs> garbage. And and uh, you know, as did a pretty good video about the end of the hero. And that's and yeah, I you know, people are saying superhero movies can go forever, and I believe they can. Uh, but Marvel and DC superhero movies, no, I think they're coming to it. I think they are if they especially if they go. We're already resorting. We have a Flash movie coming out, and this will be the first Flash movie, like wow. ever. And it's it's being driven by Batman. Like you have to sell it with Batman. You can't sell your movie on the Flash, and the guy playing the Flash. You have to bring in Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck to sell your movie. And that, I guarantee you, that's the only way this thing got produced is uh it was like the same way they were trying to produce star trek 4 they had to bring back they had to bring in chris hemsworth like a dead character yeah so they're having to resort to gimmicks to get their movies produced and like these companies have enough money to produce their own movies but they always rely the, the way the system works is you get other people to invest hmm. so you have to trick them now now you have to trick them and manipulate uh, them it's manipulate like a, a sales package like you're selling like a condo you're like, well, we, we've got Batman and we have the revenue stream from the Batman franchises through the roof. So they like that's what they how they get investors to give their money. Oh, that's so and strange. Marvel's copying them. And they had to do that with a Spider-Man movie, which is why on earth are you saddling Spider-Man with a bunch of other superheroes? I have it's no idea. Your number one Spider-Man. Because yeah. he's not Spider-Man and he's not right. he's not if uh, I did not realize this. I mean, both Spider-Man movies made money at the end. But they had massive, massive drop-offs in the second week. And they only made money through, like, basically trickery. They, I mean, up ticket yeah, prices, uh, forcing the theaters to hang on to them longer than they normally would. Uh, so, yeah, I, really? I, I question all the numbers now. I think they're all bullshit. I think well, they're I'm all effing bullshit. I'm a bit of a comic book normie, but when I was a kid, I read a lot of Spider-Man and I was a big fan. I, I don't I don't know that I could tell you which runs I read, but, you know, I had like a bunch of different ones. It was Venom and Carnage were all there and I loved it. I was always a big fan of Spider-Man. It was always my favorite superhero. And then I kind of like went, went away from comics. I'm getting back into it now. But when I watched the original, whatever, the first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, I'm like, he didn't even like punch anybody like the whole movie nope. like he didn't punch or kick he just used web the whole time i'm like that's not spider-man like he doesn't have like a he has web but that's not like his only thing he's he's more of like a martial artist than anything he always has like those really acrobatic moves when he pulls down on the web and they didn't do any of that they're only allowed on a marvel side to do certain things so it's not spider-man it's kind of spider-man because they can't you know you know why they don't bring up uncle ben they can't they can't uh they can allude to him so there's certain rights uh in part of the deal and it's it'll be more spider-man in sony now sony right now is working with marvel because it makes sense it makes a lot of business sense to work with it but they are already setting up their spider-verse uh yeah. and and honestly i could make an argument that sony might be more superhero-y than fucking marvel excuse my language uh -huh. uh, and i mean like venom venom is such a weird movie because it wasn't great or even good but i enjoyed it because it wasn't woke it felt right. like a 19 uh it felt like a 2001 like mid-level superhero movie like yeah. daredevil with ben affleck but a little better a little better you know and i'm like i'm okay with that right now there's so much garbage 
that all, all, I mean, the effects were bad. They shot printable in a month in 30 wow. days and they shot it near my wife's former work. God, I hate saying that, but um, that motorcycle yeah. jump is right. Like a, is like a block away from her salon uh, and they shut everything down. Uh, and yeah, I, you know, and what really sucks an aside, there was a TV show I loved called taboo and it got oh, yeah. for effing venom. Oh, really? Yeah. Sucks. Well, I was like, I never, I wasn't interested because I'm like, I'm not interested as Venom as Venom as a superhero. Like, I don't, he's not a hero to me. He's a villain. Like, I, I yep. just always wanted to see him like he was a great villain for Spider-Man. So, and he was such a monster. It's like to have him like be a good guy is very bizarre. It's dumb. I hated it. I was so mad because I, because when, when he came around at the time, I was like, you know, spider-man's joker was green goblin and he's been gone he's been dead they've kept him dead they, they brought back hobgoblin he's okay yeah. but spider-man doesn't have a joker right. and i'm like oh spider-man's got a joker now like this could be it yeah and then they like lethal protector and uh and i'm guilty I, I bought all the comics and i read them but yeah he shouldn't be a hero i wanted to share something that reminded me of uh of like, cause I, I thought of you when I saw this, it was just on like, uh, it was just on like a meme site that I was browsing and I was like, oh wow. Yeah. This is when comics used to be comics and they definitely don't do that anymore. But, uh, I saw this frame. Did you ever see this one? Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> oh man. That's awesome. And I was like, I don't know like what run that was from, but I just got a good kick out of that. And I like, and they both look like such superheroes, like up on their feet like that, like looking over the city, but just having like that kind of guy moment in a comic book. I was like, wow, that just doesn't exist anymore. No, nope, that a is a proper Logan right there. Freaking hairy and short. Yeah. And like yeah. Spider-Man looks badass too. Yep. He looks super muscular. Like that's the thing. I do. I think Tom Holland does a good job. He's extremely charming, but he's kind of like wafy and kind of yeah. feminine. For he looks like he'll grow into the role someday. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like twenty eight. <laughs> I don't know how old he is. He's like twenty four. Yeah, he'll he's grow into the role someday. I'm keeping. I got to keep one earphone off because my son's supposed to bring my my food in. He's off the right. Um, but yeah, he's he's Spider Boy. He's iron boy. And that's the speaking of my son. That was the benchmark. My son was pissed coming out of homecoming. Really? Uh, he walked out of there going, that was not Spider-Man. They didn't mention uncle Ben once mm -hmm. he's, he was a sidekick. He got his, what he, he invents his own stuff, you know, like that matter. Yeah. That was a big my deal. Kid. Yep. Yeah. And it was, I don't know. Like I just, always enjoyed spider-man because he was a very empathetic character i felt mm -hmm. you know i felt like i had always identify with spider-man that kind of just like uh gee shucks like you know socially awkward and like you know in love with this girl i don't know i just always found him like relatable and as much as i do like tom holland i don't relate to that character like i don't get him like i almost like miles morales more than i like the the you know tom <laughs> yeah. holland Sp spider-man like, with spider-man it's uh it uh, Toby's the only American to play it. I think it's got to be an American. I think he's got to be from Queens. I think is it really hard to find a, an actor from or who can do a good Queens accent or you know New York accent? He's he's got to be from Queens. I don't get that sense from Tallin. Tallin Tom yeah. Holland. Tom Holland looks like he's he's uh from he's from the UK. He like really does. Yeah. He doesn't look American at all. No. Looks like a bloke. And yeah. he definitely looks like a, like a theater kid. Like he's very yep. effeminate. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yes. musical theater for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I know, it doesn't bother me. It's just I don't know if that's Peter Parker. 
Yeah. And he's too good looking. Right. And he, and, and it's almost like the Andrew Garfield thing. Like I, I liked Andrew Garfield as an actor. I've seen him in other things and I liked him in other things. Um, remaking Spider-Man neck. Great, great example of just because something makes money. Doesn't mean it's successful. Uh, Spider-Man three was the most, was the most profitable, highest grossing Spider-Man movie. And it didn't get a sequel and they had it planned. They had 50 million, 50 million going to Toby. They had wow. Sam Raimi ready to go and they pulled the plug to do that stupid remake with Andrew Garfield where like, yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. The costume in the second movie was better, but everything else about it kind of, Oh, the Gwen Stacy death drove me nuts. Um, and then they, then they pulled the plug on that and Marvel of all people does Spider-Man the worst, right? That's the most. Yeah, like you know for one i like the costume homecoming costume that's the one thing i like is it looks like a romita costume it looked good um but that was it that i mean and his best civil war was the best spider-man and it still wasn't great yeah, yeah. i will say and this is just a complete normie like i said uh oh, by the way we were over 600 there for a second which was like rocking yes um, but i thought it was really cool the iron man spider-man suit i thought that was iron i liked it I thought it was really fun and badass, but then to me, it kind of raised the question. I'm like, well, then why doesn't Hawkeye and Black Widow have one? Because at least Spider-Man <laughs> is superhero. They're just people like a, a, a ricochet will kill either one of them. Like, I don't, why don't they have iron suits? Uh, why not? I mean, like for a little while, Black Widow had like, she was able to stick to walls in the comic books. Why not like make her a suit where she can have some mock spider powers? I mean, she's called okay. the Black freaking widow yeah uh, and why don't she why doesn't she use her stinger and why doesn't hawkeye have a mask i mean like oh wait you got a giant green guy and a guy in like a, a freaking american flag you're gonna stop at the, the guy with the purple and you don't even have to make him purple but yeah i had a cool costume like a damn cool yeah. costume they made him look like gi joe yeah I just, yeah it, it, it just kind of like when you do something like that that does break the story. It's like all of a sudden you're opening up all these, like maybe Tony Stark has a reason why he doesn't make Iron Man suits for anyone else. Maybe you couldn't control it. Maybe you need to be as smart as him, whatever. But then as soon as you give it to Spider-Man, it's like, well, then why wouldn't you give it to someone else? Like, why wouldn't you? Yes. Give it? You know what I mean? Like, why would you have done that? Did you guys read Civil War, the comic book? Uh, yeah, I read parts of it, actually. Because that was so like one led, of my times. What led to the breakup is Tony had an override switch in the, in the suit. I'm, I'm pretty sure he did in the movie, too. But yeah, he has an override switch where he could turn it off. And Spider-Man didn't like that. Uh, oh, he's spying on him too. He was spying uh, on him. Yeah. I like that. That's a cool. That's I like that theme. Yep. You know, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I'd like to go back and read just a few more super chats just so yeah, they don't yeah, pile like, up too much. Go. Yeah. And there, there's quite a few. Thank you very much for those. Much appreciated. Um, going back 8 p.m. for uh 50 great British great British pounds. Uh, thank you very much, APM. APM has been a very staunch supporter of this channel. Thank you, brother. Good to see you again. Says, uh, any friend of yours, a friend of mine, Matt? Ugh, what a line. I hope she recovers quickly. Thank you very much, APM. Really appreciate that, brother. Yeah. You're a good dude. Uh, Scorpion P2C for $5 US. Says, hope your friend feels better. Here's a little bit of help with a, with a heart. Thank you very much, sir. These guys are really cool. Much appreciated. Uh, Naver Thrad. For $10, Super Chat. Thank you, sir. Doesn't say anything. Just a little contribution. Much appreciated, my friend. Uh, your Muslim uncle for $19.99. Uh, and this is a quote. 
I look at Holy Terror, which I really don't do all that often. I can really feel feel the anger ripple off the pages. There are places where it is bloodthirsty beyond belief, but I'm not capable of that book again. His words. I liked Holy Terror. I did a video. I can't, I wish I could find it um, where I'm reading it to my my baby son as a story as a joke. I'm like, it's story time, son. Let's read Frank Miller's Holy Terror. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, for the oh, somebody in the chat said 5:35, and I don't. I'm pretty sure you're talking about Amazing Spider-Man 5:35 to where Tony overrides the suit and everything. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, uh, what too? Because that is. Ooh, good for you. Look at that comic book fan. Cause I think I'm pretty sure that's the issue. And then I pull like, here's two issues around that. I don't have 535. It's in my closet, but yeah, this is Spider-Man taking his mask off in civil war. And then uh, this is all the aftermath when he switches sides and stuff. And like, some people don't like the story. I do. Um, although it's the characters are a little out of character. I think if the roles are actually reversed, but um, I think Captain America would side with the country and Tony would not, but uh, whatever. Uh, I kind of like the-, the way they played it in the movies, though, where he's like, I don't bow to any authoritarian. I thought that was really cool. He's like, yes, I'm an American, but I believe in American ideals. Just because you happen to be the person wielding the power doesn't mean I have to, you know, like bend the knee to you. And I was like, that's pretty fucking punk That's what he's always been. That's the way Cap has always been written. He's about the ideal, the people. He's not a tool of the government. He, yeah. like, there's tons of cap issues going back to the freaking seventies where he's, you know, talking back to generals or breaking away from the government, becoming nomad. And yeah. So, I mean, but cap would never, ever, ever sit there and say the American dream wasn't real. That is just mm. utter bullshit. And I had mm. people coming at me going, what do I, I haven't read any cap. It's like, <laughs> I don't like to like, there's always a bigger fish, right guys. There's always, yeah. even in my comic store, I'm like, there's guys who came in who knew way more about Spider-Man than I do. Sure. And I've read all the fucking Spider-Man. Um, and I've read, uh, I haven't read every golden age cap. I haven't gotten my hands on them. They're too expensive. Uh, I haven't gone for the reprints yet, but I've read every modern cap that I could get my hands on. And I don't recall him ever being close to saying that the American dream wasn't real. Um, yeah. until recently, of course. Well, he's so, not Cap, isn't he? he has, didn't they kill him? Isn't he like a clone or something? Technically, he's not. So the Cap, I think, it's is like Picard. in... Picard. Yeah, they, they, the, the Cosmic Cube manifested the real Cap, but the one that we have been watching all throughout the comics, the said Hail Hydra, is, I think, locked up somewhere. So technically, oh. no. You're, no, technically, yes, you're right. Like, the, the, real, the real Cap said Sieg Heil, basically. Which is insane as well. Yeah, but we you know, it's funny. Straight. It's like we, we were talking about this on the uh, um, the cocktail lounge the other night with Tom. Hail Tom from Midnight's Edge yes. After Dark. He's there all the time. He's a great guy. Um, but he, boy, oh boy, was he upset about the whole He-Man thing. The the He-Man collapse and the Kevin yes. Smith that he was the one who did it because he's a huge fan of both. And it was really mm. upsetting for him. And I was surprised that he was so upset only because uh, we've he's been a, a, like a, a warrior on the front line of this fight for so long that I thought, how why would you get emotionally invested in something like that? Like the, I'm at the point now where I like I need a lot of time to believe anything's going to be good, and I was surprised to see how vulnerable uh, he let himself be at the hands of something like that in in this day and age. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of something that would equate to it in modern terms um, of what kind of betrayal. I mean, because it, it like he didn't create He Man, he -Man right. but Kevin Smith got the job because of his geek cred. That's mm -hmm. I, I, not like yes. he can write decent. Okay, I, uh, he he's he's written some pretty good comic books. I don't know if he had help, but like he's written some really damn good comic books, like a damn good run of Daredevil. I know Razorfist said it's his favorite. Wow. I wouldn't say it's the best. I could accept it being his favorite. Um, I wouldn't say it's the best, but I'd say it's in the top three easily. Um, and uh, the Green Green Arrow run was spectacular. Uh, but yeah, even even but Kevin Smith's you know geek cred is eroded to me, and I see him kind of like as pre. I think he's Big Bang Theory before Big Bang Theory happened. I like that analogy. Um, I heard you say that in the dinner, and I was like, yeah. that's a good one. That's very sharp. But thank you. But still. Him coming out and then blaming fans after that—that's where you crossed the line. That's where the line was. At, I mean, lying to clownfish and doing this basic bitch Hollywood stuff—that's being a sellout. But then, yeah. then your ultimate betrayal was blaming blaming the fans. That was just—you're done after that. Dude, I watched your video on that. That was an excellent, excellent video on the subject. Thank like, you. I love the way you broke that down and you addressed each moment in that bullshit live stream and it was so disingenuous and the comments on on that one like in, on your video were just fire and spot on and there was one where i was like man you you really nailed it uh let me see if i could pull it up um yeah real quick i want to kind of uh you talked about time the reason i switched hats i'm a lions fan right they're not gonna make the playoffs this year i want them to i hope they do uh but i'm still gonna root for them anyway and there's a lot of people who have that mentality about their favorite IP, regardless of what happens, regardless of how many times that damn football gets put, you know, to use the, the peanuts or Charlie Brown. Regardless of how many times you slip up, every time you think this time you're going to kick the ball, this time is going to be the year. They're not going to screw this up. I mean, He-Man had a really good trailer. It looked like you were going to get He-Man. And I, even though I've kind of thought, uh, you mentioned the comics. I remember him making Batman piss himself in in, year, in a year one retcon thing. As far as Kevin yeah, Smith goes, and somebody brought up he uh, did a pretty shitty Black Cat run with Spider. Yeah, she. I, I agree with uh, that. She got uh, graped, so to yeah. so. Yeah. So these things made me. I was. I've been wearing on him for a while, and so I didn't have that same feeling. Uh, but I do feel for the people, and not just Tom. I mean. Think about how many normal normies who don't know any of this is going on turned on Netflix that day to show their kids, hey, it's He-Man. They got a new version, and they got that. They got He-Man and Skeletor dying in the first episode. They got uh, Prince Adam literally getting stabbed in the back, and they're probably like, wow, what? You know what I mean? In a way, it's a good thing because it wakes a lot of people up because a lot of times it's their first experience with it. Um but I, I do feel for people who were genuinely heartbroken at that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the, I found the, the quote, the comment from Boomerotic, uh, and it says, and it was, this was addressing your video and how he, uh, Kevin Smith was going on, which was so cunty about how he's basically saying like, Oh, uh, Netflix management doesn't make decisions based on what the fans like. You think we care about that kind of thing? And it was just like, Wow. And how it's just this like vocal minority. And Boomerotic says, I love how it's just a quote vocal minority when the actual fans are upset. But when a vocal minority whines and cries about shit on Twitter, they can't bow to them fast enough. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Right. 
wasn't that spot on? I was like, damn, like that's like amazing. Which vocal minority they will choose to listen to? Exactly. Do you think it was a fucking vocal majority or a fucking vocal minority with Gina Gina Carano? Right. Vast exactly. majority of everybody likes majority. her. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes her, and they bowed to Pablo Hidalgo and uh, basically people. No, it was actually people within Lucasfilm. It wasn't even the fucking mm. Twitter people. It was people within Lucasfilm. Cameron Pasha uh, says it was a move that it was a Kathleen Kennedy move against like uh fight. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Filoni and, um, and uh, Favreau uh, because of, of sneaking Luke in there in the back door. Like that wasn't supposed to be the plan. And that was like a surprise and she didn't know. So her getting know, back man, up all there, that, that's what he says. I don't know. It's just, yeah. just his speculation, but um, I, I, no, I think she, uh, I think it was what she said it was uh, beep bop boop. It all started with beep bop boop. I mean, maybe yeah. like I don't like I'm I don't have no I have no idea what's going on in Lucasfilm, but um she said that it was beep bop boop, and that's what that's when the, the snowball started going and they wanted to get rid of her right right after that. I'm pretty sure she said that in an interview or alluded to that in an interview. I believe and, it. And um I believe it too. They're petty little shitheads, and once mm-hmm. they're against somebody, and and there's so much um uh, bigotry towards Republicans and conservatives mm. and centrists right now that if you are labeled like that now and they have they've they've won this they've absolutely won we we have lost they have won now Republicans are are Yahtzees yes they have they've absolutely convinced a lot of people that that is just normal Republican or just non-leftist yeah if you're not a leftist you must be a alt-right white supremacist and if you are if you're not white oh it's internalized racism if you're you're you are a woman oh it's internalized fe- feminism or uh mis- mis- misogyny and shit and i heard uh we are devo we are devo i heard uh do you know you know the comedian ryan long right right gary yes i do I was listening to his podcast the other day, and I guess one of his comedian friends describes it as this, because it's like, you know, when they say, if you're not with us, you're against us. And he says, like, all these people, like, they, he, like, he describes it as getting drafted into the culture war. Like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, they didn't sign up to fight, but they, I guess they have to fight now because, like, you got to pick a side or you have to defend it or describe it or do something with it. Like, you're not allowed to be neutral anymore. No more, uh, no more. No. No, I was talking about that. Like, you, you, like, eventually we're all going to have to sit down at a table and come to, to come to an understanding like that. That's, that's how all of this stuff ends or one side wins by wiping everybody out. There's that too. <clears throat> Hopefully it's everybody sitting down at a table and coming to an understanding, but right during there's some point where you're just in fight mode. That's all you yeah. are. So I can't even, I can't, I forget your nuance, forget your love and understanding. I don't have time for it. That's what we're fighting right now because when it gets to, we're going to label you the bad, the, the, the evil guys from Germany during world war two. I got to be very specific. One time I didn't yeah. say during world war two and somebody got really mad at me. Uh, um, and, uh, th- then I, I mean like, and it sticks and it sticks when it's always been this hyperbolic thing. When you don't have an argument anymore, that's the thing you go to, but Hollywood, uh, big tech, Washington, Sacramento, all, everybody's played into it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, they're, they're all one big, happy, fucking, you know, authoritative family right now. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and our voice is like this big and it's getting smaller. Uh, and, uh, you know, we can win. The thing is, we're fighting complacency, we're fighting comfort. 
because mm-hmm. uh, people are going to have to step out of their comfort zones or they're not going to have a comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It, nobody's coming to save us. Uh, there's no Donald Trump's not going to save you. Nobody's going <laughs> to thank you for you. saying that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. True. Like, uh, you know, you might like the guy and that's great. Uh, and, uh, but he's not going to save you. Yeah. We got to stop. We have to stop this. It's really interesting because it's, um, like I was wondering, like what, like what, what's the tipping point? Like, because they don't seem in Hollywood at all to be like hearing us at all. Like they don't seem to care. They seem to be doubling down and going harder. You know, when you've got Wandavision and Wokey and uh, you know Falcon and Winter Soldier, and like how hard they're going, trying to con- like force the politics even more. They're doubling down. I wonder if mate, like I don't know, like is there a tipping point where it's like it's over, it'll never come back, or like. Do you think a movie like Ghostbusters, like the new trailer that just came out, do you think there's a chance that that could be, you know, a, a signal of a change in the wind, especially now that Hollywood's no longer in bed with with uh, China as much? Like, do you think there's any like what do you think about that? If Ghostbusters came out and was just like a, a wholesome, fun family movie that's somewhat in the spirit of the original and makes a shitload of money. Yes. Then everybody will be copying that. All it takes is one. I mean, just especially something that isn't a superhero. Cause like um, they've tried the cinematic universe and the superhero and, uh, and, and it's not easy to do. It's, 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 right. it sounds easy, but yeah. things aren't easy. Um, again, I talked about it on the nooner. Uh, watch after this, Robert Meyer Burnett's, interview about axonar from last night and in that interview you'll hear the one thing that jacks up every project aside from agenda and it's ego you'll hear about it'll be a case study in how an ego effed up a great project um and that's that's why we get so many bad projects but to answer your question if ghostbusters is a massive hit then you're going to see every property reimagined with the family. <laughs> like, and right, yeah. The Stranger so, Thing kids yeah. will be the only ones getting work. Yep. Yeah. The uh, one thing I, I noticed, I watched the trailer. Pretty good trailer. Uh, seemed fun. Um, you know, there's a female Egon, which you're like, okay. It's not really a gender swap because it's like the granddaughter or the or the whatever of Egon. So you're like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Um, but it did seem to be devoid of anything that made me cringe or concerned. Yeah, it just seemed to be pretty wholesome. Uh, yeah. And like there was still like they, they didn't make the dudes look idiotic and they didn't show the uh, original Ghostbusters, which I thought was a very smart move. As a matter of fact, I don't think they should ever show them. I think you should save that for the movie. And uh, I we got, we got Ray at the end, which mm-hmm. was perfect. And we got Janine in the beginning, which was yeah. great. Um, and it's all about Egon, which I love how they centered around there. And it's a small story. It's not like, we're not trying to remake Ghostbusters. We're, uh, you know, it, it, it's probably about them, the ghosts being reintroduced. Uh, I don't know where they go from here, but I think it would work fine for one movie. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's nothing concerning about it. There's nothing where I'm like, oh no, it's just like, all right, I mean, cool. Let's see where it is. I mean, obviously it can't get any worse than the last one. Yeah. You know? like, no, I don't, yeah, I, don't yeah. I don't think there's a chance it'll be as bad as 2016. It could, it could be bad, but I don't think it'll be that bad. No, uh, can't. Um, <clears throat> I do want to. I want to read a few more super chats, just because, I, like I said, they keep piling up. Because you guys are so amazing. Uh, thank, once you again, thank you all. Thank you. We're close to seven hundred. Holy we are close smokes! Seven hundred viewers. Six hundred ninety-five. We're almost Please there. Share, like, if you have not already, uh, we appreciate you guys being here. And oh, if you love this show, next week is going to be on my channel. So, you, so, so to me, uh, it'll yeah. show up. 
Absolutely. Uh, Subdivision Lane Williamson. We do it like uh, we do it like your Inquisition style, Gary. Here we go. Yeah, like one week we're on my channel, one week. There we go. 700. We just crossed it right on. Yes. Thank you all. Thank you very much. Biggest stream I've ever been on. Um, And uh, once again, all the super chats that come in today, they're going to help my friend here in Austin who has got to have uh, an invasive surgery. She has no health insurance and she works in the food service industry. So any day she's not at work, she's not making money. uh, So she's needs a little help There's a charity link. Uh, there's a GoFundMe link in this, in the, uh, in this chat there it should be pinned at the top and any super chats that come in, I'm going to send over to her and, uh, it's starting to become kind of pile up. I was going to match it, but it's like, I think right now, uh, <laughs> we're at $400 from the, uh, from the, the mainstream. Thank you so much. And an additional 150, uh, from stream elements tips. So that's a pretty significant amount of money. So thank you very much guys. You're really terrific. And Gary, thank you for bringing them here. Yes, thank you. No problem. Right on, man. Right on. Thanks for inviting me, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad to see. You know what? Uh, that's ah, oh, that's where our fellowship. I hate the word community. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start doing uh, that. I heard you on yeah. that Nooner today say that. Yeah. I'm going to start saying fellowship. I like that. Fellowship. Yeah. I, I wish I could take credit. That was somebody on the super chat, like because I'm like I need another word. Uh, besides group of individuals, and they said, how about fellowship? I'm like, God, duh. Uh, yeah. It's right there the whole time, Gary. You just have to look down and see the ring. Ah, yeah. (laughs) They come together. They come together. They're good. And it's very on brand for you as well, the fellowship, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I like that. You know what? Um, I kind of had a, a question, and this is speaking of the fellowship. I was on a stream, and actually, I'm doing a show with uh Fast Steven Cigar. Shout out to Fast Steven Cigar and 24 wow. 7 Fusion Media. Your boy, we've been doing uh, you know, the past couple of Mondays, we've been doing a show. So, like, he brought up a point about the Kevin Smith thing that made me think, and I want to kind of pitch it to you, and I'm going to edit it too because I, I got some additional things. Are we are we in some way, especially after that that stream where uh, Kevin Smith was talking about the Netflix guys and talking about oh, this is great, Kevin? Are we starting to um, help them out in an inadvertent way with all the controversy that gets caused? And I have two kind of additions to that. I'm not saying we don't talk about this at all because we obviously have to point this stuff out. There are millions and millions of normies who don't know there's a culture war going on. Um, but is there some way to balance? Where you know, I'm sure there was a show from Netflix that um Transformers had a cartoon show, and that didn't really get any publicity. And I am absolutely sure this He Man got more viewership than that uh that Transformers show because of the controversy. So if you if you you know when there's so many people in Hollywood who think the Last Jedi is a success because of the the 1.9 bill at the end of it, do we inadvertently promote some some of the things that we don't like? The fellowship menace. Yeah, you go. Still the same. Same. Initial. I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, okay. I mean, that's that's just going to happen. Um, I think the overall is it's a net uh, negative on their part. Uh, I certainly think more people watched freaking He Man than would have watched He Man from this time. But uh, you still got to point it out. My, yeah. you know, because I we get new people all the time, and this yeah. was the. This was, you know, I wasn't surprised. That's the thing is like when they did this, I was like, this is exactly what they were going to do. That's why I was I, surprised. People were surprised. Yeah. Yeah. That's why like, what was going to happen yeah. when they first reported that. I'm like, oh, that is so true that like that one is spot on. I yeah. believe that rumor. Well, hundred um, yeah. percent. And, uh, and it freaking happened. 
So we're not surprised at all. It's just the latest thing. Wait till Hawkeye comes out. You're going to see Jeremy Renner running, following around Kate Bishop. Witcher 2, as you've been pointing out for a long time. That one's definitely yeah. going to happen. Because you you keyed me into the fact that they changed some things in the first season to, like, wokeify it, to, like, make the men less and the women greater. And mm-hmm. I, I never read any of it. I never even played the game. So, like, I'm coming into it cold. And I was like, that was fun. That was fine. But there were a lot of people online who were mad about the some of the casting choices. Um, but there was a victory there. I guess, like, the kid, like, Sir Siri, whatever, the, the, the blonde kid, was supposed to be a BAME black asian whatever whatever the hell it was supposed to be and like so they actually cast her how she looks in the game and books Wait, or whatever pause. bame there's like that's a it. word for it yeah that's a that's hollywood word for everything and then that's there's words term. you can't use yeah there's, yeah. there's new Jeez. words to replace the words you can't use yeah but God, season two Jesus. season two is 100 percent going to be woke and am basically, i your bame Matt, is that what I am? Is that what I've been to you this whole time? <laughs> okay, I didn't want this to come up on the air, but it is 2021, and I, it's the only way I get any traction of Vigilante. <laughs> Check. Check. There I see. I did it, everybody. Oh, why do you so think I'm I still trying to get in Hollywood? Harry and X-Ray Girl. I got my, my Asian oh, representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the mask is off. Sorry, Vig. Yeah. Well, mine's is still on because because I'll be crying. You would see me crying otherwise. <laughs> But uh, but no, but Henry Cavill all but said season two yeah. is going to be like a, a, about the girls. It's going to be a, a girl show. Oh, oh yeah, he's he's a babysitter. Yeah, yeah, and he, he used like really clever veiled language, but it was pretty, it was pretty evident. I mean, that's what it's going to be, and it's I guess it's shame on us for being surprised at this point. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I, I mean, like. Uh, Hollywood is where trends go to die, and they're gonna they're gonna ride this one uh, to the bitter end. And I mean, we're not even halfway. Th- well, we're halfway through the year, but you ain't seen nothing yet, right. nothing yet. We're gonna get the, the worst is yet to come. Uh, and and uh, what'll be funny is a lot of these projects that are being announced now are gonna somehow just be forgotten. The ones that oh. aren't like being filmed, you're gonna just hear a lot of stuff just get forgotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which because I think eventually it's got to stop be- because there are no heroes. There's nothing. It, it, what are you going to have? Um, a superhero fighting a circumstance like right. that. That's pretty much what you had in Falcon and Winter Soldier. A circumstance was yeah. your villain. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Like fighting the weather. It's like, <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Avij, I wanted to say one thing, though, about what you're saying. Like, are we kind of doing like a Streisand effect with some of these things. Yeah. Like, would they go away if we didn't talk about it? I don't think so because oh, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but go ahead. Well, I just, I mean, I'm just going back to your point. Yeah. I think it's because now when I talk to normies, like out in the world, like no one is down with the star, the star Wars sequel trilogy. Like mm-hmm. I think the legacy of destruction that what it did to the originals and even the prequels is, has overshadowed even the, the, temporary fandom that was around them at the time i think all the vocal criticism like the maulers of the world like us gary all like everyone who comes on and rips it to shreds and really like touches on that feeling you had that you couldn't articulate i think that does way more damage than anyone who might become a fan because we're talking about it so i i agree with that I agree with that 100%. I, it was actually, you know, fast even brought the point I, I considered it, especially in this particular case with Kevin Smith. And what my counter was, should we be doing uh, more 
championing of the positive. You brought up that mm-hmm. there's an indie movie that came out today that none of us will see that may be good. There's probably like dozens and dozens of them coming out all the time. And, it, and I definitely agree with you. These creators have to get more creative about marketing. They have to be a more part of the conversation. But I think, do you think that we should do a better job of trying to look for them and, and champion them even when we, when we find them? You know what I mean? Because I, I don't, I don't know if we have, I mean, like we're fans, we look for stuff. I, I think it's, yeah. it's on them to get it to us. I, I really do. If there's an independent feature out there that feels like they are, they are the answer, then email me, let me know. And then sure. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch a movie. Uh, what I'm yeah. getting is I get a lot of books. I get a lot of comics. Thank you very much. Uh, but I'm not getting a lot of, but I know they're out there. I know because yeah. I, the, the, uh, the Chris Gore was talking about it. There's thousands of, of independent films. There's a, uh, there's Ian, uh, from Rebecca gold. He's doing it. He, you know, he, he does a, yeah, a web series. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, I don't think it's possible right now to compete against Hollywood. It's just, it's, it's just too big. I mean, like yeah. shows are costing hundreds of millions of dollars. We would have to crowdfund like $10 billion to have a small studio. Right. Yeah. A small studio. But that, right. My thought is we can't carry off on a nuclear weapon, but maybe a thousand blades. Like if you have, I've seen other and other, um, the comedy thing you talked about Ryan long, there are a lot of YouTube mm-hmm. and Instagram comedians and their yes. production value is not that great e- either. And I mean, we're not actually getting comedies out of Hollywood. That's on a no, no list, but like, that's a, something that is it competing with Hollywood directly? No, but it's just another thing to kind of fracture the audience because of Hollywood. One of the reasons Hollywood doesn't have that same, you know, like they think they do where they can just shape the vision of the country is because there's so many things to do. And a TikToker is just as valid as, as in a lot of people's mind as a lot of these Hollywood uh, non-celebrities. And uh yeah, Drinker does do that. Drinker does a great job of that. Mm-hmm. He always and he, he always recommends either classic movies I love, or movies I haven't seen, or whatever. Uh, the Drinker recommends are, are, are is a huge part of it. So he definitely does do that. And I'm not saying that no one recommends stuff. Um, and you said earlier that you were a guy who used to just kind of like everything, and that that changed after a while. You couldn't help but to see the veil. I think I think most fans, and that's kind of how they have the grip they have. Are people like that? They just want to watch things. They just want to watch well, it and like it. My comment on that might be this because we've, I think we've talked about this before, but in the late 50s, early 60s in Hollywood, they stopped making money. Like they did, Paramount almost closed. A lot of major studios did close. And uh, the whole tone of Hollywood shifted. These big biblical epics weren't making money. All the Westerns were stale. People weren't interested. And it was, People went elsewhere for their entertainment. It might just take a drought. It might just take us hanging out on YouTube, talking with each other for a while, doing Twitch streams, playing video games for them to catch up to us. Maybe there is no like real competition with the Hollywood system, but we can compete by saying we're not going to give you our money. You said it right there. They have to catch up to us. Yeah. And they're they're a couple of years behind. And I think you're spot on with that. I think um, they're going to go through a drought uh the they have the built-in excuse with koof uh i hate to inform them it's not going anywhere ever so it's something we have to live with the rest of our lives so Mm -hmm. they're gonna have to and they're gonna figure it out now or later and it's probably gonna be later and 
will have we've already gone to other things yep. and streaming services wasn't the answer because no. we just went through a year of it and uh amazon prime had a great year a lot of people were buying stuff uh, yeah. But they weren't watching it. They were, you know, they're watching. I barely the turn them on. I hate them. They, it's like ten movies I've already seen that I like, and then a bunch of stuff. I'm like, I guess maybe I want to watch nothing. I'm like, yes, that. Like it's, it's like I guess I'll settle on this. That's the best I get out of out of these streaming services anymore. Yep. What's your first inclination? What What's the first thing you want? You get up in the morning. You, have, you don't. You got. You don't have any work. What's the first like entertainment thing do you want to do? I, I'll tell you mine. It's I'm going to YouTube. Boom. Me too. As yep. soon as I wake Me up. Too. Yeah, the, the first I thing up. I do outside of pee and walk my dog is like turn on a YouTube video so I can mm-hmm. groggily wake up and start my day and, and try to not be yeah. late to work. Does Gary have a new video out? Does like Ryan Long have the boys cast out? You know what I mean? Does Az put something out? Like, you know, there's always there's so much unbelievable amounts of content and, it's, and a lot of it's great. So, yeah, I don't even I don't have to work to get my content for YouTube. I open the app and I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to watch that. There's too much. There's too much to watch. Yeah. And that's just in this space. Like they're still competing with like massage videos and shit or just (laughs) random. You know what I mean? Yeah. Random like ASMR, like people making candy in Japan. And there's millions of people watching it. Yes, I do watch those videos go to sleep. I want um, to. Uh, I just want to address. I got a fifty dollars super chat from Ruben Christopher hell. Hayes. Thank you very much, my friend. This is terrific. Hey. Thank you. It says a uh, great stream. Hope your friend gets better. I myself have a rare rare illness. I am disabled. Hail to the fellowship. Oh, we oh, fancy oh. to be the teachers of legacy IP. Show normies the retro media, VHS, old comics, not digital, etc., and save the lore. Hail. Yeah, absolutely. Ruben Christopher Hayes. I hope you get better. Uh, uh, you know. You know I wish you the best with whatever you're going with. And yeah. I agree with you. I think we all agree with you, Atreya. And, and buy old media. Buy yes. buy, di- buy physical media. Go to your Goodwills and your pawn shops. If, you, if you're like, oh, it's too expensive, trust me, there's good physical media still available. Please get it now while you can. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's amazing, man. I go back and I watch movies from, like, the 90s that I was like, that was pretty good. And now I'm like, that was amazing. Like, because yeah. I'm so starved for good content. I'm so starved for good films that now comparatively, you're like, well, there's those genius, like the character progressed, like the way he should. He reacted to the circumstances. The villain has a healthy motivation that you understand. It's bad, but you get why they're doing it. Like I just watched Crimson Tide the other day. And that was Ooh. a movie I thought was pretty good. I went back and watched. I'm like, this is amazing. Like I was loving watching it because it's so good in comparison to what we get today. Yeah, uh, especially that that sweet spot of like the late seventies through I would say the late nineties, uh, as far as not like sci fi, but just regular movies. The the quality yeah. was was just at a level I never thought would degrade. I thought it would just Me get neither. better and better and better and better, and it didn't. It it clearly hasn't. We have now gone through a very long spell of some very very bad films. Even dramas and independent films are affected by by youtube and by you know just there's just too much out there and honestly i if i never see a slice of life people sitting around a table and crying ever again i'm fine there's the rare good thing you know like with the father that uh that uh, mahler recommended and honestly i just watch his videos too close to home with the dementia Mm -hmm. kicking in with one of my parents uh but Uh it looks freaking phenomenal like but that's a rare thing and Mahler has to like shout it out and it won best picture and nobody cared nobody no cared because yeah. 
you need to do more now. And it's even with, with the independent comics. The one thing I liked that the uh, Indiegogo crowd did was bring the bells and whistles back to freaking comic books. So it's like, hell yeah, yeah I want poly bags and freaking cards and hollow foil. And I remember like one Spider-Man came with a poly bag and a cassette tape with the Ramones covering the Spider-Man theme. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Awesome. <laughs> like I was sitting in my truck. I bought that. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Ramones and Spider-Man together. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I'll never forget that moment. Great. I, yeah. Honestly, like as a kid, like this sounds ridiculous, but uh, having Vanilla Ice in uh, the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two, I was go I was Ninja, thrilled. go Ninja, go, yeah, go I loved Ninja, it. go Ninja. That was awesome. It's, it's gonna suck to have Cardi B and like you know playing <laughs> Cardi B playing Chrissy Mayer in her life story because you know what I mean or something like that. But yep. like, yeah, that that's. There, there is a cool factor that was gone. You're right. The Indiegogo, they do the posters and all the cool bells and whistles that make make people like this stuff. Yeah, it's forcing the publishers to do more bells and whistles. So, like, it does create a competition of sorts. You know, if uh, I mean they're independent of itself, so they can't band together or they wouldn't be independent anymore. Right. Uh, yeah. But we need one of them to rise up and be a, like a legit publisher that can compete. Uh, on a on a periodical like the periodical uh, as Brian calls it, I call it the comic book, the floppy. It's it's dying, uh, which sucks because that's what I, I don't like trades. I don't like graphic novels. Never have. Mm. Uh, I I'm a comic book guy. I love the serialized storytelling. I love I love just you know my 24 pages and like I know an Alamore comic is going to take me a half an hour to read and everybody else's is going to take me 10 minutes and that's cool. And that's what works. And it can never become manga because manga is a completely different thing from a completely different culture, even though a lot of it comes from our storytelling. It can still survive. It's still got enough market share to survive. Um, but it's this unwillingness to make stuff. And that's the agenda. Like yeah. it, it begins and ends with the agenda because they're, what they're trying to tell you is there isn't a desire for traditional heroes anymore. And these are old, tired heroes that people don't want to see anymore. Look, the ratings are going down for Doctor Who. And I'm like, yeah, they're going down because of the female doctor. I just read an article that blamed the male doctors before that for the failures of the female doctor. Awesome. It's these mental jump. <laughs> yeah. No, people still want to see a good guy beating the shit out of a bad guy. It's amazing, actually, how valuable and precious their like anti-culture has actually made them to us. It's not just a, it's like when you take them, you realize, oh no, this is irreplaceable. You can't just get rid of these and then something else will fill the void. It's like, these are essential to the human condition. Like I need Luke Skywalker. Like I need that, like yeah. in my life, I need to experience that sort of heroic journey and the, the failures and the challenge. I need that. And it's like when they try to take it and replace it with something, it's like it almost even though like for a time they, you know, they get the lead, but it have, oh, I think in the long run, it really does work against their cause because it makes yes. us more emboldened to love the things. Absolutely. I mean, that Streisand effect and all that works the opposite way as well. And that was yes. the most disingenuous thing. Kevin Smith talking. I'm like, you serious with this shit? I mean, like you went after clownfish and yeah. Hey, clownfish is thanking you like 7,000 something good for clownfish. I'm Hell so yeah. happy for them right now. Uh, there, there, there's a two good people. Uh, I've, I, you know, I can't say we're friends, but I've spoken to neon behind the scenes a couple of times. He's been on the show. 
seems like a very nice guy, like legit. They just want shit to be better. And that's what we get conflated with. And that's what I tried to talk about today. I'm so effing sick of toxic fandom. Does, does VW seem toxic? Does Matt seem toxic? I'm to you very guys? toxic to be fair, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> I appreciate no, that. Though. I, I know he's joking, not. but like, they're not, they're not, they just want shit to be better. Yeah, that's all. And, and, I, and I have like, to become I a superhero because they're all dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have like, to become I, one. I don't even care that like woke stuff exists. Like I watched that show um, Sense Eight, and it was the Wachowski siblings. That was, that was Wachow the Wachowskis and Michael siblings? J. Straczynski. Yes, and it's pretty well. And Martha like, with the strap on, and Martha right. from Doctor Who with the strap on. Yeah, it's 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 pretty woke, and there's like a like a trans character, woke. and like. You know, there's some gay stuff going on, but it's a their lot. own thing. Like they didn't adapt something, they didn't turn something into something yeah, else. And it's yeah. like I'll give it I have that. nothing against that. And it's like I can even watch something like that. Maybe not, you know, like love it, but I could enjoy it. I watched the first season and thought it was pretty interesting. It's not it's not that it exists, it's not even your worldview, it's that you force it where it doesn't belong. You yeah. take something that existed before you even got there and you just cram it full of your shit and then you attack people who don't enjoy it. Yeah, Sensate's problems weren't uh the woke. It was the it was storytelling. It was just a little too uh a little too it wasn't mm, ambitious to be honest. I think it was like they were shooting all over the world the exact yeah, same time. Over ambitious. They mm -hmm. they tried throwing way too much and they probably should have simplified it. You know, sometimes yeah. the best way is to go simple. Um, and the care like it it lacked a, like likable likable characters. But, yeah, and like an identifiable lead. You weren't really sure yeah. who, who you were supposed to latch on to. And then there was kind of like this polyamorous like sex thing, which was a little awkward. And you didn't. Is it, it was a lot. But I like I just bring that up as an example in the sense that yeah, I yeah. don't that doesn't I don't hate that. I'm not like get that shit off the screen. Like it's like it's fine that that can ex let it exist. Why can't that exist? Just leave my shit alone. Shit, that used to be my world, man. Like I, that's <laughs> like you know I like. You know, rolling back in my punk rocker days, like we, it was all the freaks and geeks. Like we would, yeah. yeah, that was like my people. I, I got it. But we, everything's so hyper political now. Yep. Um. Uh. I saw you know Quinn's ideas. Uh. You know he's he's a he's a lore channel. He covers like Dune and and um Song of Ice and Fire stuff, and he's a good channel. But he 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 came out with that hot smoking hot take of um ah uh, science fiction's always been woke. It's like I hate when they say that it's not it hasn't been woke no woke it has not been woke it has been con socially conscious it has been science fiction it is they uh morality tales told through allegory of yeah, yeah. like i don't know genocide is bad is that a political position right I'd say that everybody thinks genocide's bad unfortunately <laughs> yeah, exactly. it might be but th that's another story yeah well you yeah, know yeah, yeah. but that's but, but it's like, like it's a human principle not a political agenda certainly yeah. not a modern day political agenda but that's part of pushing that narrative that yeah. oh the people on the right are for genocide they're right. like super like genocide yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> for it all about it yeah, yeah they they tried to do that with the expanse they're like, I don't know if you know this. And they even like they tweeted out some cunty stuff being like, it's oh, they got they keyed into that. We've been woke the whole time. It's like, no way, man. Like they they were definitely left leaning, but it's 
there's a difference between left leaning and woke. Like woke is a destruction of the things that came before and a reorganization of a hierarchy to like reflect a worldview they're trying to create. That's woke. Yes. Like, yeah. Representing women is not woke. Representing minorities is not woke. That's just life. That's 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 life. There's nothing yeah, wrong with that. You already did that. And like in the expanse, you could probably uh get away. I mean, honestly, yes, a polyamorous family in the expanse yeah. is perfectly fine. The problem Makes is sense. You had spent like five episodes on this polyamorous family that didn't do anything. They sat there and they were like, it was all about questioning a decision. It was like, should we, shouldn't we, should we, shouldn't we, should we, should we? I don't know. Why don't you figure out why you screw each other? And like, <laughs> show me a scene where the character, like, and then you cut the main character, Holden, just out. And it's out obvious. The They're like, Completely out the show. it's like, it's time to reduce the white male character that we've all been following. Uh, because he's white and male, and uh, oh, and then doing Alex the way they did, oh. the way they did that, that was just <laughs> That's horrible. What the fuck? And and you know what his you know what his crimes were? Uh, being an actor who likes to get laid. Yep. Um, and maybe you know. That's what I heard. I mean, I, I didn't hear anything it. anything worse it's than illegal. that. I mean, it sounded like he was mean to some fans online, and I guess he was trying to bang. That's all I heard. Yeah, don't be mean to fans online. I still don't think it should get them fired. I mean, no, I mean it's not great, but yeah. it's like, you know, like you shouldn't do it, but it's like you shouldn't lose your gig over it either. No, no, get a good stern talking to for that. And the getting laid thing, um, get laid. Go sure. for it. Uh, yeah, Have fun. Like, like half the reason to become a famous actor. Yeah, <laughs> all the reason. Right? I mean, all the reason you become an actor or anything. And yeah, I don't know, like it. It's that's strange. You bring that up. That used to be the motivation to become a rock star, an artist. Everything is like uh, the tail on the side. But yeah. now it's now it's like I want attention. Now it's attention, and now it's just attention. And that's that's weird. And that's where it comes from—a weird place. Yeah, I have a theory on that. So, like in a post-social media world, a lot of kids have grown up with clout as a resource. In the same way that internet wasn't even a thing when I was a kid. But if you took it away now, I wouldn't know what to do. Clout, not just social media attention, but actual clout is 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 a palpable thing in that same way. So it's like they care more about that than function. They, that's why I, there's so much victimhood. I need victim clout. Um, and then, you know, the, you know, I, and that's you guys are being toxic men. How dare you be attracted to women ever in any way, shape, form, or fashion? Even though the human race exists, so therefore someone has to be attracted to someone. For now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For now. Yeah. I could go um, into my my whole back in the back in the ancient civilization days. There's a reason all the statues had like giant boners and yeah. there's phallic symbols, like actual dicks everywhere, like uh -huh. giant statues of dicks um, for procreation. Uh, and it's because of that they were very into it back in the day. Maybe we need to go back to those days. I don't know. It's uh, it's sad. I, I mean, you know, it seems like yeah. It's it just just. I think it's just the, it's the respect. I mean, you hear this so often, you know, from you know this the, the third wave feminists and stuff like that. Respect women, respect women. It's like, how about some mutual respect? How about just how about a you guys respect forth? yourselves? They don't that even too? like women. Tila's no. not a woman. No, neither is true. Abby. And fucking never forget birds of prey the most feminist you know you go girl the fantabulous whatever the hell of harley quinn still had more men watch the dumpster fire than women yeah you, you took away chick flicks they don't have chick flicks anymore. they don't have chick flicks anymore black widow the only compliments it was the movie was getting was the holdouts of the guys who wanted to see scar joe and uh florence Pugh. like i mean like they 
they they desexualized him as much as they could. Yeah. Uh, but you can't you can't hold down ScarJo. So yeah, That's the right. people who were liking that movie were the ones who were mesmerized by the hotness. They're like, yeah. it was good. ScarJo was running around doing stuff. There was a lot of ass shots. So I mean, a lot of ass shots. Yeah, I, I you know just, what they were doing. The idea that that's somehow reductive is like a bad thing to highlight her sexual. It's like, why? Like, what? What? Like, so, yeah, that's, we like that. She probably likes the attention, or at least she did before it yeah, became yeah. socially popular to say she didn't. Like, and we know they're full of shit because now they're trying to push Abby Smash body type on women and right. the Tila. Oh, great. And it's like, that's, yeah, that's impossible. Good luck. And is going to go through the roof. What um, I have have uh, postulated and I've talked about on this channel before, but what I, th I think what I've noticed a trend in what they do is they want to take away sexuality where it was there before, like when men enjoy it and put it where it doesn't belong. Yep. Like they'll, you know, take some property where it wasn't sexualized. Like what's that? The Powerpuff Girls or whatever. Yeah. They made the Powerpuff Girls all crazy whores. Yeah. It's like that's what they they switch. It's always a switch. It's always a change. Yeah. It's always fucking with what you like or what was there before. And that's like they that's covered like, up Laura Croft and they made the Powerpuff Girls thoughts. It's like why? Why are you doing this? It's like it's this because it's thing. we're in like the dumbest era. I mean, just the dumb, like the worst era. It's and thankfully it will be looked well if we survive. It'll be looked back on uh, with mock and disdain, as it should, as it absolutely yes. should. That's I the so. um, uh, you know, Gary. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to, there's one super chat that I wanted to get to that has, that addresses you directly. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. It just says, uh, this is from Vaughn Weber for $5 US. Hail. Thank you very much. It says, hail Gary. Have you, have you, any of you heard of the Christian series, The Chosen? Would you consider that a successful crowdfunded project? I've never heard of it. I have heard of it. Um, okay. Would I consider it successful? How much money? I mean, like, was it Kickstarter? uh somebody brought it to my attention a month ago or so the chosen i'm just gonna oh. get kickstarter it has a 9.6 on imdb uh whatever that's yeah the chosen, yeah 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 largest ever tv crowdfunding campaign issues uh tv show issues equity to investors streaming oh uh, it's about Jesus, um yeah. Jesus Christo. It says, welcome to the first ever multi-season series about the life of Christ. The free show, tens of millions of people won't stop talking about it. Um, I guess that, I mean, that sounds pretty successful. It makes sense. It's, it's a little successful. Um, it depends if it has, okay, if it has appeal outside of uh, religious folks. Yeah. If it's like yeah. artistically something like an agnostic like me can watch and go, that was good. Right. Um, I, the thing is, I, I somebody had to bring it to my attention. Now it is written up in the Hollywood Reporter, so I'll give them that. Uh, and it, it was made possible through a provision in President Obama's Jobs Act, uh, a rarely used in Hollywood, a technique rarely used in Hollywood. Okay, didn't know that. What I could say, yes, if you make thirteen million dollars. I guess it's wow. successful, but it's how you equate. I equate success is financial. There's a, it's a formula of financial um, positive response by, by the audience. Uh, it's, it's a little mix of both and, you know, mass appeal. If you want to call something a success, meaning it needs to make money, be popular. Yeah. Um, yes. And I, I don't know. It's kind of out of my wheelhouse being religious. So, well, let me, and in that, to that, like in that vein, what do you think of um, 
Ben Shapiro's like foray into film production, you know, and with the lovely Gina Carano and a second little sub question on that. Any chance Gina Carano will be in Vegas? Um, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I know her family lives in Vegas. Uh, but, uh, no, like, yeah, no, if she was gonna, if she was gonna like do an appearance, I wouldn't keep it from you guys. I would, I would absolutely, oh my God. I would, it's kind of like, um, if George Lucas was going to come back, I think Disney would tell everybody because it would bring everybody back. So if I wanted everybody at my event and I knew Gina was going to be there, I would absolutely tell you, uh, I would not, I'm not capable of keeping a secret like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're just going to get, uh, yeah, it's just going to be me and the, I, I made it a point unless people are going to show up, but I made it a point to be just like my channel and, um, Friday night tights, uh, because I don't want it to be about anything other than you guys. It's supposed to be a big thank you to you, uh, for, you know, just like everything you've given us. Um, and I, I wish I could fly every one of you guys out there and pay for your trips. I wish I was in that position, uh, to, cause like you guys have given all of us, like it, this, it's like winning the fucking lottery. I mean, it's like, I went out, I turned on my microphone. I turned on my camera. I just started bullshitting the same way I do in the comic store and the channel happened and it's crazy and it's surreal and it's fun and it's humbling. And I really, you know, constantly have to check myself and make sure that I remind myself that I am just a fucking idiot. I am a complete idiot. And I tell myself <laughs> that in the mirror every day. You are an idiot. Don't think you're anything more than a fucking idiot. And it, it helps. Uh, but I wanted to, I mean, I, I cannot put into words how grateful I am. Like, so this was the best way. It's like, like hey, let's have a fucking party. Let's go out and have fun. Let's hang out and be stupid in Vegas. Uh, and I think we're quite capable of being stupid, all of us together. Um, <laughs> yeah, and no, good time doing I've it, been so. stupid on this channel. So, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's this awesome. Is part of, yeah. And, and I, I, we're grateful for you because in you and everything you've done, not just like personally, obviously we're grateful Um because you inspired, I uh, know me. Me and him started the channel around the same time. I have a sneaky suspicion it's a few days to weeks after you gave the speech last year. We need more people. We need more people, and we are the group of people who heard that and started the channel. Mm-hmm. And you were the voice and, and critical drinker and yeah. Doomcock and yeah. FNT and everybody, even Clownfish. Every everybody, I, I found all these channels at once, and it was like, hey, I'm not crazy. I'm right. not nuts yes. for noticing all this crazy shit. This is this is real. And you got you guys, that's why there's so many people in this chat to follow you to a stream where they had no idea who it is because they trust in you because of what you've already done. Because you you were you gave you were the voice of the voiceless, so to speak, because we didn't there's no mainstream media um who's ever going to point out a lot of flaws. There's no one who's gonna point out a lot of this the 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 intersectionality the garbage and you guys pointing that out um helped make us sane and because of the the pandemic i mean you guys were our entertainment for the yes, entire time dude, dude. and helped the a lot of people of myself included get through to. it yeah i remember one day i was just you know like early in the uh in, in the pandemic i was just gaming constantly and listening to your streams yeah. i was like in some hungover fog and uh i was just like 
playing a game and then I hear, oh, Matt, I think I think I was going by Matt Fowler at the time. I was just using my name, but I just heard you say that he's here. And I was like, what? What? Like, it was just so weird. Yeah. I remember it was just such a surreal moment, but I was living in all those streams and just yeah. dude, changed my life doing this 100% changed my entire life. I was an actor in Hollywood, like trying to make it, but like completely disillusioned and pushed up against the wall and feeling awkward and like couldn't fit in and then start doing this changed everything. I mean, I became a new person. It was the most liberating thing I've ever done. And I didn't even realize how much I needed to do this, to talk at length, to get things off my chest, to really say it. And dude, I've changed cities. I moved from, you know, like LA to Austin. I moved, you know, across. I changed my entire life. And it's like, it's because of chiefly because of doing this and very much in part to your uh, encouragement. So very grateful. Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome to hear. Cause I, I mean, I mean it. Like, like I know like people discourage you from getting on this platform. Hell no. no. Stop running for one. We need to infiltrate everything like they infiltrated our shit. We need yeah. to infiltrate freaking Hollywood. Get in there. Get in there and change it. Do what they do. And like, this is the best way to do it. And like, like I said, the worst thing that can happen is it becomes a really fun hobby. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it's already done that. Yeah, look what you've done, like the people you've rallied to your cause, like, you know, like Chrissy Mayer, like I knew of her before she was on FNT, but now she's an FNT regular, which is super cool. And now she had like critical drinker on her channel. And she's had like, I think, you know, that's uh, um, Anna, the Star Wars girl. And like, yeah, you know, like, like linking these communities and then the other the actors that you've had on, like the people like Cameron Pasha, like it's bonding it's it's bridging these gaps between like you know isolated like people feeling isolated like in the internet who are actually in the entertainment industry people who are savvy and knowledgeable about it it's it's really doing a lot i think you know it's like it, it really i think it's very positive overall we're getting through and it's because there's more of us and it's not one single channel it's got to be the sheer number of us and that's why there yes there has to be much more of us much much yeah. we're still vastly outnumbered we got a long way to go but uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's a camera. This camera costs what, a hundred bucks? Maybe, maybe less. It's been a I while think, since I bought it. I think I have. I got mine for sixty U's. This thing, it's this. Yeah. It is the one I'm using yeah. now. This one works the best, even better than my Brio 4K one. This one actually works the best with Streamyards. Get yourself a decent mic, uh, and you're good. You're good, and you're gonna bumble your way through the first video mm -hmm. and you're gonna at first you're gonna like i was listening to a video from early 2019 and i'm all talking like this and i'm like oh shit i'm all soft yeah. you learn how to project a little more it's basically yeah. yelling you gotta yell uh yeah. and it, but it's it and and I'm, the good news is I, I, no one's watching like in the beginning, no. literally no one is watching. So you no. can say and do anything. It doesn't matter. You could fall on yeah. your face constantly. I did. And it's like I dropped you know, the camera like a bunch of times the first few streams. <laughs> I had oh, my I microphone was around backwards. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was doing live streams. I didn't know people were in the chat. Uh and 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 yeah, my first comment was like, You're a you're a well, the F word, but not fucker, or the other right. F word. And yeah. uh you know, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's <laughs> such a dildo do that. That's such a you jerk even back then yep um but there's people in this chat right now that that uh have channels like i know nerdporeal life form was here and his channel is like he's yes. doing pretty good and he does interesting content like he's he here does. you know what i mean yeah and it's like there's a lot of people who are contributing and, and doing a lot and like you know nick weiser like he's the first like small creator i ever heard you mention and yeah, i like I remember that. immediately went to nick's channel and then i met nick in vegas and now we're like friends you know yeah 
It's like it really it really is a very cool thing. So if you guys even have the slightest interest in doing it, give it a shot. And like, um, yes, who's our buddy? Um, um, the brightest day. Who does day. like model streams? Like he just he does a uh, gunpla, Gundams and 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 robot. Oh, awesome. yeah. yeah, he does that stuff. And he does other stuff too, but I mean that's kind of his thing. And it's um, just it's something he likes to do, and he puts on a camera and talks about it and shares like little you know hobby details and stuff. Like I don't build models, but I was watching and it was interesting. I was like, this is cool. You know, it's a very yeah. good community, and I'm very happy to be here. And thank you, Gary. You're welcome. Yeah. It's fun. I'm having a blast. Uh, you know, I see Rough Girl in the chat there. I, Rough Girl, when did when did you first sub to? She's been around my channel for a long time. But I want to say, Rough Girl, you were around at least before a thousand subs, right? It had to be at a thousand wow. subs or a, around that. Because I I remember we were chit chatting. She jumps out of planes for. A, I, I don't know if it's a living, but she does it regularly, which cool. is insane. Wow. I would never do that. Um, I I don't like flying in planes. I wouldn't want to jump out of one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, rough girls. But yeah, it's it's good to see people who've been around that long and went through like my transition from just you know I got into this uh, I guess drafted into the culture war back at five thousand. Okay, thank you, rough girl. Back at five thousand. Um, and I yeah, it was I was just there's there's videos of me quietly reviewing Peter Capaldi's Doctor Who and just saying I liked it and you know just like you know normal content. Mm -hmm. And then um you know the 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 change happened before I had actually happened on the channel, but it was the day Jody was picked. I just lost my shit and I remember sitting down and talking to my son and I saw how bummed my son was. Like just bummed. And, you know, I wish not that anybody at the BBC would have a heart or even give a crap about watching boys everywhere lose a role model overnight. Yeah. And because it was give a crap, that's the damn goal. Yep. It's it was to cool. take a role model. It was to steal one because that's a strike at the effing patriarchy. Yep. Yeah. And it's they did that where they do it with all our heroes. They did it. I mean, Luke Skywalker is yep. one of the worst ever. I mean, I didn't have to suffer through that because like I was out after the first one. Once they took Han and did all that stuff, I was like, yeah. I'm not not going through this. But then once you you know, it's uh, I think it's critical drinker will use that clip every once in a while. And Mahler will use that clip of him drinking the blue titty milk. And it's like it's so hard to witness, man. It's so hard to see. And it really does. I mean, even though. In my case, like I'm, I'm like a purist. I'm like, you know, four, five, six. That's the only Star Wars there are for me. Like yes. I, the rest of them, like I, if you enjoy the prequels, enjoy them. I don't care, but it's not for me. But it's like you still know that that other shit's out there. And as much as I can isolate and wall off, there's still times where you're just like, oh, they, they uh, did that, you know. I guess it depends on the franchise. Um, I was at my old gym up in San Francisco, and Empire showed up on the little equipment on my elliptical machine, right? And I started watching Empire, and I and I saw Han come on, and I'm like, oh, he dies like a punk. <laughs> and the first thing that comes to my head is he dies right. like a punk. He like regresses into his old self. All that character, that character arc is gone. Gone. Jar Jar Abrams just did that on a whim without giving it a second thought. And yep. Kathleen Kennedy said, "Hey, okay," hey. and started the rest of Lucasfilm with all the people who worked with George. You're all complicit, and yep. that moment is as bad as what happened to luke it's yeah, terrible yeah it's I, I 
they're both so bad, especially because it's like not only that, which is terrible, but it's like he doesn't end up with Leia. So the romance that you're rooting for for all three films doesn't come to fruition. In fact, it's such a bad romance. It creates the next Darth Vader. The next space Hitler is, is the the spawn of their marriage. And there's not like there's a good one. It's not like they have like a twin and it's like, there's a good one fighting the bad one. It's just the bad one. So their entire union was like uh, to create like the next supervillain. So they should have never gotten together. Like this romance you're rooting for, for three movies, they should have never happened. It's like, you the, the appalling nature of which you just destroyed so much fandom and so much love and history is staggering. It's like I don't think I, I could do that if I tried. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I didn't read a bunch of the EU, but I loved the freaking concept of the twins and one being good. One, I thought that like worked, you know, yeah. thematically in my head, it worked as something beyond. Uh, but I no, I didn't read a bunch of the EU because I didn't want to f with my Star Wars. I'm like mm-hmm. I don't. It ended just fine with me. Uh, I'll go into the past. I read Tales of the Jedi and all that stuff and liked it. Um, but I never liked going forward because I didn't want to F with it. I read the Timothy Zahn stuff and it was fine as a book that I did not count at all. It was just like, right. uh, you know, Fantastic. I didn't. Count. Yeah, it's. Uh, but this is so much worse because you saw it and it was with the real actors and they were OK with it. And, ha- and, and Harrison Ford was actually like wanted this to happen. Yeah, um, he hates Han Solo. Well, he's gonna want, yeah, he hates Han Solo. And then they did what is probably uh, one of the worst movie decisions of all time. They had Han, Luke, and Leia and did not put them together for one, at least one scene. It's, it's unfathomable. Cinematic history. It is the single dumbest move in the history of cinema, period, from day one, right back to the like racist shit that they used to do to now. It is like there will never be a decision dumber than that. That was like you had the Beatles. You want you go on and put the Beatles back together. Let's do four solo albums. Yep. Let's not like actually have them record together in the studio and write. At least do one song. You can't at least do one scene. You, one even if scene. even if they yeah, one scene, but even if they wipe out the entire sequel trilogy, even if Kathleen Kennedy comes out herself and says it was a mistake and you were all right, it doesn't matter. You doesn't can't matter back, ever. We saw it and no, uh, well, Joe, she's dead. Carrie it. Fisher's dead. It's impossible. It's over. Yep. And I understand Carrie Fisher couldn't act anymore. She was freaking high as a kite. And uh and they wanted to center the movie. I was like, that woman could barely stand, you know. Uh, but you had Harrison Ford and you had a Mark Hamill who was willing and able and was dying for this, yeah, and probably would have put in the performance of a lifetime. Probably, and you know what, Harrison. Shut up. Get into both. Get into all three movies. No, your 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 character doesn't need to die. He could fade off, or, or you know what, or have him get captured or something, mm-hmm. and and missing for a movie. Fine. Don't kill him. Do not kill Han Solo ever. So now he's dead. You can't sell his figure anymore. And every kid is going to look at that. Well, he's dead. Because even when I bought Obi Wan as a kid, Obi Wan was the dead character. He was right. dead. So he right. always had to die in everything I did. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I could yeah, see yeah. killing it. Like I wouldn't want it, but I could see if it motivated Luke to like start up the Jedi school or something like that, or like whatever, break away from whatever the new Republic if, is. Like if it was something like that, where it was like now Han's Luke's gonna die. Revenge. It's in the fucking Millennium Falcon, and he's like, I don't know, distracting a bunch of Imperial yeah, whatever, and he goes out like just an absolute boss. Like, Hell yeah, uh, he takes like half the Empire with them. 
Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and then like, and then he's like, Kamikaze's like, oh, into the I did this for him. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then like, and then he goes, and then that's maybe that moment, maybe that, that that's the moment where his son, like Jason Solo, looks at it and sees his dad like do yeah. that. And that's the boy that turns him around. And it's like, yeah. I'm just an idiot. And I came up with something better than well, $500 million man, Jar Jar Abrams. And I know all of you have come up with stuff, better stuff than that too. It's it, there's a million different they ways. They did do that for Hodo. She got the heroic sacrifice death. She, she did. She did. With something that never happened before. It's, it's amazing it was a once in a million time. It's uh, what I was saying in my in the Zack Snyder the prequel thing that just came out, the Army of Thieves or whatever. It's like the audacity to give a character like that a prequel. Like, who gives a shit about Dieter from Army of the Dead? Like, who? Like, oh right, the German safecracker guy. What? Like, yeah, he sacrificed himself not for the hero. Like he sacrificed himself for like the third tier character. It's like it's like giving Holdo like the the sacrifice moment. It's like she's nobody. You just invented her. Like wh why did they they do these things? Like it's supposed to be these giant moments, and it's like that has no weight, man. That doesn't hit on anybody. Their attitude towards it was, it, and and you got a guy to. You, unfortunately, you got to get into their head. So you need to s somehow make your head smaller. <laughs> while making it bigger, yeah. your brain smaller. So they thought Star Wars is a simple and dumb movie. Yes, because they, they look at it and they go, "Look at how simple and dumb it is. We can do simple and dumb." Yep. Um, and then they couldn't because it wasn't simple and dumb. But they no. and and of all people, yeah. j chose Jar Jar Abrams as a fraud. Yeah. I like he's he's always been the like I'm the Spielberg Lucas guy. He doesn't he doesn't know the first fucking thing about he what doesn't have Spielberg any passion. Special. No. He's not a passionate guy. He is a technician. He can put things in an order that's entertaining until you think about it. But it's like, yeah, it's all these little gimmicks. It's like in the Star Trek reboot where it's like this ice monster that doesn't even look like it belongs in that environment, just comes out of the snow and chases him. And you're distracted by the fact that, oh, his life's at risk. But then you see him, he does the exact same thing in The Force Awakens where it's like, oh, there's a monster in the Millennium Falcon or whatever was going on. I don't even yeah. remember the order, but it's just, it's a, a throwaway monster that has nothing to do with the story. It's just, oh, a gimmick. It's like, God, you well, that's how JJ writes. He just throws shit at you so you forget what just happened and you don't know that you don't recognize that nothing is actually good. And and on that note, I have a, a theory on why uh, it's a outside of wokeness. Obviously, I think that they're writing like set pieces and stupid jokes, and then just like saying fuck story and getting things in between it, and like using fake story or whatever the hell they come up with. I think you're right, and that's what how the MCU is being run. And if you guys remember, what's what's Kevin Smith's most famous story? The giant spider, the giant yeah. spider, and it was a really insightful story. It shows you how dumb and douchey Hollywood is. John Peters was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser and became a powerful. Hollywood producer and he was a fucking moron so his kid had a spider story from fucking high school or something like that so they, they had to do a report on spiders so he wanted a giant spider in some movie and it didn't matter which movie he just wanted it in a fucking movie wanted it in the Superman movie didn't get in that it ended up in the wild wild west and it made no fucking sense at all uh, but that's like it's <laughs> if you didn't know the story yeah so he wanted kevin that. smith to write a giant yeah. spider into the superman movie and um kevin smith's like uh, that's stupid why would superman fight a giant 
Although it makes more sense in Superman than it does in Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it ended up in there, and that's and, and it was there because a producer probably coked out of his, out of his ass, got a bug up his ass, and wanted a giant spider in something. And it was probably motivated ninety nine point nine percent by ego, like you pointed ego. out earlier. Yeah. Maybe ego. merch. Ego. Merch sales. It's, the most that is the was the most distressing thing about my time in Hollywood was that it's like oh my like you guys don't have any passion for this, you don't even care. This is a social circle you're a part of. No, Robert Meyer Burnett again. Really watch that takedown of Alec Peters from Axonar because it's epic. There's a point in there where I completely disagree with Robert, but he breaks down like what the biggest problem in Hollywood is. He's uh, Robert's okay. Robert says I am confident in what I do. And my reward is my work. I know I'm good at what I do. I know I can make something shitty average and I will be happy with that average. And that's my reward. Most people, what you just said in Hollywood, don't want to do that work, but they want the accolades. Yes. And they don't yeah. have a work ethic and um, they will cut any corners. They don't even care. It's no. not even interesting for them. It's a, nope. it's a merit badge. It's like a little. It's a trinket that they get to. Oh, I worked on the new Star Wars thing. Look at me. Something they to put on their Twitter. They don't it's debate this stuff. They don't discuss this shit. Like they don't. It's not interesting to them. They all. They all like friends. You know, like yeah. all my time in Hollywood, it was like the amount of people who'd never seen The Godfather. It was like, what are you guys doing? Uh, yes, Hollywood. You would not believe uh, people who haven't seen Star Wars. Yep. But they'll they be all about it. But I half those people that are all about Star Wars that you see on Star Wars shows and on fucking YouTube or Collider ain't fucking they're not, they're not or fans. they didn't see it until they work for Collider. Collider, why did it they fail? Saw it once when they were nine or something, you know, like yeah. maybe, that's maybe, but like not seeing The Godfather, like right. that is like one oh one for if you work in Hollywood, film has to be your passion. Yeah, that is arguably the greatest one ever made. Right? Like yes. And it's it's not even even if you don't agree, you still should go and look just because that's what is considered the greatest. Just to keep yes. an eye, you don't have to like it, you don't have to love Citizen it. Citizen Kane, yeah. Godfather, watch these uh, things. Yeah, there's there's like a certain you know, Gone with the Wind. And it's if like, you haven't, it should be accompanied with a certain with an appropriate degree of shame. <laughs> like yes. ah, yeah, or I made up, made up like oh, well, I've seen this and I'm into this. Like right. I mean, like you you know, one of those three, like. Something. I have sat through Citizen Kane. I'm not going to say I freaking loved it. I no. understood it. I understood the achievement of it. I'm not going to watch it again and again and again. There are things that were spectacular in it that I'm sure. like, wow, okay, I get it. Uh, same with, yeah, same with Gone with the Wind. I mean, yeah. Gone with the Wind. It's impressive that and Wizard. Uh, you know, I, I much prefer Wizard of Oz. You know, it's yeah. it's an impressive achievement for when it was made, and there was there's something really fun. artistic and fun about the sets and how they did everything. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it, you know, it's, it's of its time. Uh, but Godfather, that's one of those things where it comes on. I stop what I'm doing, no matter what I'm doing. I'm just like, yes. okay, now I'm watching the Godfather. Can't not watch it. I loved it. Um, I know not everybody, but I like the chronological one for one and two only. Oh, I don't the, uh, Okay. Uh, that's not what they Never called it, that. but it's Godfather saga where they yeah. re-edit it and put it in order. Love yeah. it. That's interesting. I've never I don't seen know that. If I ever saw that version. Yeah. That's it exists. 
It was on VHS. There was a time it was on VHS. It's never oh, that reminded me. And this was going back to the conversation that you were saying earlier. And I had no idea that this existed when you were saying about how like the trinkets and the bells and whistles with the comic books and stuff like that, that there's a Misty 3K style like commentary from the original Ghostbusters. Like, yes, uh, there, there, uh, and it, there was a Ghostbusters. I believe it was 10 year anniversary DVD. There is an <sighs> MST3K commentary with Harold Ramis so and it, Ivan Reitman. It, so they're just tra- like they're making fun of the movie, like the Missy 3K you guys see their do? silhouettes and they're doing commentary. What? That rules. Yep. That is Pre- so amazing. Chat, chat, you'll get, you'll get a uh, chat. I can't remember if it was the 10 year anniversary. It's on a DVD. It's not on a Blu-ray. I don't know if they ever put it. I can't believe they haven't put, I have the 4K one. I don't know if they put it on that or not. That is so but, it's, um, but it's on the, uh, I believe it's the 10th anniversary uh, uh, DVD. But yeah, it's 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 a MST3K commentary. It's fucking awesome. That's like one of those things where it's clearly they're fans of MST3K, you know, and like they want to do something nice. Like that's when that's when like there were people who were still like, we get it. You know, we're, we're we work in Hollywood, but we're, we are like more like you. Like it's like that that's gone you know what i mean the, the, there's a moat now between the two like contingents which is just people who want to enjoy things and people who make things like, but yeah. that feels like that was fun back when it was fun yeah, and shout out to sander hammer hammer slag who says they have those dvds awesome yeah it's awesome. uh it's ivan reitman harold ramus and joe Medjuk uh did the commentary and i'm looking for an image of it uh I can't find an image, but yeah, it's, I mean, I haven't seen it in 10, you know, uh, all of it in 10 years, but it exists. It's there. It's there. I've got the disc. I've got, I kept my old disc. I don't get rid of any of my old discs because of that reason, that reason alone, that is but a, I was looking for an image rad. of it, but yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, it's, uh, it's good. I used to learn a lot, like when I was like pursuing a career in, in Hollywood. I used to listen to uh, DVD commentaries all the time, and I learned a lot of information oh, on the Blu-ray. It's, so it's uh, on the says, "Okay, that's good. That's good." Uh, I don't. Is it on the 4K? Is it on the 4K version that I just bought? I bought some Steelbook 4K. I'm really that's addicted cool. to Steelbook, dude. What is that? Steelbook is oh, they put they, they it's a steel case. Um, oh, cool. And uh, they do special editions like Marvel has these Mondo. They they're they're sold out and they're fucking expensive. But um, I I hate uh the crappy plastic cases uh-huh. that get bent so you get the steel book and it just it's just it's a nice format that goes it looks great on a bookshelf uh if you can get them uh, early enough like the 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 lord of the Rings steel book um the best buy steel book one tits good is that the 4k release the um yeah, yeah. did you have you watched it in 4k oh yeah how's it look Fucking beautiful yeah it's not true 4k like nothing really is uh, that you'll see some like the nature stuff that you see, that's really 4k. But, um, if you have to like put anything on the disc, any menu or anything, you're giving up a lot of space. So there's, uh, there's a lot of compression. It still looks like really, really good. Like worth every penny. It's a 4k extended edition. Yep. That's sick. It's so that nice. I'm really looking forward to hear you talk about the new Lord of the Rings show. I know it's like a, ugh, but I really, I, I'm just, I'm at, you know, I mean, with bated breath because it's like it's such a big deal that it just seems like it's going to be such the the next frontier of this whole culture war. And I'm 
really excited. I mean, as much as it you know, might, might be painful for all of us, I'm excited to hear your comments on it all. It would be very, uh, it could be successful if they treated every character with respect. They tried to make it look like uh, Peter Jackson's as much as possible. And uh, I think a lot of people would be forgiving if they tried. Um, but if it comes out to be, you see Galadriel like wearing armor and leading armies with like, she's got a battle axe, like Galadriel will have a battle axe and a boy's haircut and, and be chopping orcs heads off and men. Will, I mean, it'll be that that'll drive me fucking crazy. Uh, and I will dedicate my life into bringing down Amazon as a corporation. I don't think that's a small goal. <laughs> it's very good looking, Godspeed. It's very uh, he might send his penis rocket at, after you. He may he may claim yep. the uh, the nooner intro. Like, hey, that's my rocket. You can't use that in the intro anymore. Who knows? Um, the Tolkien Society. Uh, yes, I heard they released the videos as well. They released transcripts. Um, I was waiting for the videos. Um, just some guy did a great video on it. Go check it out. Um, but then, um, I'm going to be doing one. What, what is this? So the, I hear the Tolkien society have just released all the woke conference videos, apparently Uh, in fear to hell. And he's got the uh, deus ex avatar. I love it. Um, what's the deal? What's going on with that? So the Tolkien society, uh, did a, uh, a summer seminar, uh, and they asked for papers. I don't know if you've watched my video on it or, uh, so basically, um, they want to wokeify Tolkien. So it was the Tolkien Society who exists to preserve Tolkien and his legacy was uh, accepting papers on uh, cis-hetero anatonormativity in Tolkien's works, uh, transition ish, uh, transition with Gondor, um, gay Saruman, um, gay hobbits. Uh, uh, I mean, just fucking all the, uh, the wokest of the woke shit. And I believe it was done in partnership with Amazon. Mm-hmm. So Amazon can say the Tolkien Society signs off on uh, what they're doing. I think and- you're right. I think you're right because me and Vigilante talked about this like a few weeks back with uh, when the one ring.net, like when they, you know, when they uh, went woke and all that. Vigilante was like, I think that they're they got to them. Like Amazon went behind yeah. the scenes and went to them to get them on their side to deal with the pushback. Oh, and they asked for it. I was watching a live stream and they're like, we want access. And they used, that's an exact quote from them. We want access. And I thought, you know, if you want interviews, sure. But I'm sure they got back. This is all part of the plan. We want to take everything and subvert it. And they think they're doing like the world a favor. Uh, Instead of like making original stories, you know. Yeah, that's sad that they were like bent over our bodies already. Please, please let us be whores for you. Basically, <laughs> it's it's sad, man. And I, I haven't been hearing you talk about them forever with respect and reverence. And you've mentioned you yeah. turned me on to them. I, I subbed to their channel and followed them on Twitter simply because of you. And then for them to come back and like start coming at you and get all shitty and like as if, you know, you're not a real fan and like define woke and all this bullshit. It's like, wow. It's like how the mighty have fallen. It's really, really sad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and questioning my fandom and like, that's, that's the kind of stuff they always say we do. Like, right. um, you know, uh, and that's what I'm like. Yeah, I think we should start gatekeeping a little bit. I mean, I, I that that was not a term I loved before because mm-hmm. I always I still believe that you can 
doesn't matter how long you've been a fan. Uh, you, you, you love something, how much you love something. But yeah. if you need to go in and fundamentally change it from the ground up to love it, then you don't love it. You don't then love you it. don't love it no. anymore. You, don't. you know? Yeah. And I just can't, I, I just could, never understood that. Sorry, go ahead. Vish. I think we could, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I think we could gatekeep on genuine interest. Like, you don't have to be an expert on a particular property or a particular IP or, or, or fandom, but you have to actually care about being a fan. And like you said, not care about trying to uh, deconstruct it from the ground up. It's like that meme. It's like, hey, you guys are playing a game. And then they explain the rules. Like, I don't like these rules. And you knock the board over. It's like, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah, I like I, I put this on I posted this on Facebook like uh, years ago, but I was like, I, I never watch content and th and think I hope this reflects my personal values and politics because it's yeah. like that's that's propaganda and it's boring. Yeah. And it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Like I, you know, like I remember being into music, right, as a, 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 us Gen Xers like music was our part of our identity. So like the band, you, especially, you know, with us punk rockers, like, uh, honestly, I'd, my punk rock shirt would reflect my mood, you know, it'd be GBH or dead Kennedys or something like that. But it was, it was, yeah. Part of my identity as a kid when I was trying to figure identity out. Sure, like, yeah, absolutely. I had a, I had a chain wallet and a Marilyn Manson shirts and little, yeah, little yeah. Like chain. Yeah. But you know, as we grow old, we, we, we with films, this is a story. Like music is as as a lot of little stories, and a band has a theme. We'll yeah, say, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, these are just movies. They don't need to agree with you. Actually, they they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Um, uh, what my preference for story is, I like to be taken somewhere else. I like to like, yeah, that's where I like to go. Um, yeah. And I like, like this is a great example. It's a, it's yes. Total Recall. You know what I yes. mean? You go and it makes the future. And, and I'm sure that can make an argument. Total recalls, totally woke because right. there's a woman with three tits. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's no, it's, it makes you, it, it, it just makes you think about consciousness and what's real. And you know, yeah. it's interesting and it's, it's fun. fun. It's fun. And that's my favorite thing of entertainment. I mean, like I, you know, I used to watch all the award movies, you know, cause I felt like I had to, you know, as like a professional responsibility. Like I'd watch all like the, and I, after a while, I'm just like, I just want to watch what I want to watch, which is, you know, fun. I want to yep. watch the genre stuff. I want to watch, you know, Sin City and I want to watch all of, you know, Tarantino's movies. I just got movies. Sin City Sin too. Sin City was so fucking good. Yeah, uh, I love awesome. it. It is so pure good. Frank Miller. Um, And you know what? Ghostbusters Afterlife. It looked fun. It looked fun. fun. I don't give yeah. a shit about the kids or anything else. Yeah, that's a damn good, damn good movie. And you know good. what? That movie, it wasn't the biggest like financial success in the world, but oh my god, did it sell fucking books? Yeah, like, it was like printing money. I could not keep those. Dark Horse, bless their heart, overnighted me Sin City volumes. I'm like, send me a box. Just what's in a box? They're like fifty. I'm like, give me a whole fucking box, and I would sell them. And it's it got, box. it was weird. You know, what's in the box? It's weird that it got to the NPR crowd for some reason. And so I had all these like affluent San Franciscans coming in there going, do you have it at Sin City? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. And it was great. It was great. And Watchmen did the same thing. Like Watchmen, like, you know, I sold that book a lot anyway, but damn, did that sell books. Uh, and the only Marvel movie that ever really moved any books was the first Iron Man. Hmm. Yep. Man, and after that, it wasn't, it wasn't like, 
like if you get a, a singular story with a graphic novel, it can move stuff. Well, that's, I think it's kind of like, do you, if you're just sort of a casual superhero fan, how much do you need? I mean, they put out, you know, four movies a year or whatever that like you don't, you're not like dying for content. It's like, uh, you know, one of my favorite comedians is Jim Norton. And, uh, I like, I never listened to his standup because it's like, I have three hours a day with him and Jim and Sam or when he was on Opie and Anthony, it was like four or five hours. Like I don't need any more Jim Norton. Like I get more than I can possibly yep. need. So I think that's kind of what it comes down to. It's like, well, if you oversaturate yes. the market with, you know, Marvel content, they're not going to, they don't need more books. I think some of that's that, but I think the real issue, and you can make the, I would, I was going to make the argument. This is the, probably the second worst decision is they kept changing all the characters. If you, if, if you go in for Iron Man and it's Riri Williams, Yep. You know, I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, like, and there point, was Rich. a point where they definitely got oversaturated, where it was like every three months. But for the first five years, where it was like, yeah, you get one, two movies a year, they could have sold more comics if they were like lining their comics up better with the movies, and they they didn't. They they started to treat their comics like uh actually now that I think about it, they they, they use their comics as a way of uh starting what we have now in, in the culture war, they start just killing. They killed Spider-Man. They killed, and I, I mean, like, his character with the, yeah, no, more Captain America and all that. Yeah. Just, just start destroying characters and replacing them instead of embracing them and saying, hey, don't you want to see this Marvel movie? Don't you want the comic? You know what I mean? It's, it's insane that they did that. Yep. They, they were never in sync. And the one time they were in sync... Iron Man sold. I was selling it did when it first came out, people were like, what's this Iron Man character? You know? And I thought that right. I got, that was hilarious. And you know, I just, I felt vindicated as it. Cause as a kid, I just remember like Iron Man should be like so popular. I don't know why yeah. Iron Man isn't popular. I just don't understand it. And it's cause Iron Man didn't have any great stories hmm. Had some good ones, but they never put, put a lot of emphasis in it until like a little later on. But, I didn't really uh, know much about him. I knew him like as an ancillary Marvel character. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm basically a comic book normie. You know, I had like a time when I was a kid, but for the most part, you know, I just did other stuff, video games, star Wars, that type of shit. But it was like, I remember when that movie came out, I was like, Oh really? I guess they're going with that hero. Like, okay. And then he became so cool. And all of a sudden it's like, Iron Man's like the fucking man. and became one of the coolest heroes. Oh, look at that. Oh, let me yeah. see that. Let me see that. Is that yeah. a retro? Well, they got these, uh, what are they, uh, these Marvel Legends. They're like the smaller, like three and a half Kenner style figures. And they oh, have these. Great. And they're like cheaper because like action figures are like insane now. Yep. Um, and these are like 10, 10 bucks. And yeah, the packaging. You, you uh, is it at Target or Walmart? I got it off of, off of Amazon. Amazon, there you go. That is the, the best Iron Man costume right there by far. Yes, the classic one. I love this yep. one. And I trying to find like a uh, like a real size figure of this is like impossible, like fifty bucks. Uh, like the Marvel that. Legends, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Maybe find uh, it loose if you can find it loose, you get it yeah, a little cheaper. Yeah, so you, you you like to Opie and Anthony? Uh, oh yeah, so huge I'm a huge Anthony Kumia fan. I I subscribe to Compound Media. He's got his own thing now. He's freaking great. Oh no, I, I know. I uh, I actually reached out to Drew, their producer, on your behalf. Uh, just because oh, I'm wow. like, you know, this guy's <laughs> such a big fan and like, you know, maybe they could do something together. They both love Star Trek. I don't know. I was just like so excited when I heard you say that one day. And like, I just, I used to be roommates with Drew back in New York. Oh shit. He oh, emailed wow. me and I emailed him back, but we we played tag and then we both kind of, well, I'll try to email him again. Oh, but, uh, you know, Chrissy Mayer is on oh, Compound yeah? Media too. Yeah. She, oh, yeah. She, yeah. So. 
I first I heard of her because I listened. I still listen to Jim and Sam. So like she was on that show, and I was like, this chick's based. Like she was at the uh, the Capitol riots, duh. and like you know she was just say, she was just there as a protester and just saying like afterwards how much she got treated like shit from people and like got blacklisted and people were like yep. calling up clubs where she was performing and I was like, wow, I'd really like to talk to her. And then I heard her on FNT like you know the, two months later. I was like, whoa, yeah. worlds collide. That's awesome. She came on our show and she did. Come yeah, on this I, show. I. I Honestly, I'm I, I I knew the wet spot show right, but it's not like a show I tuned into because like sure, that's yeah. not my thing, you know. Oh, <laughs> I'm a married guy, uh, but I knew <laughs> she was there. And then all of a sudden, I'm on. Um, it was after the Gina Carano thing, and Jeremy from the Quartering uh, invited us all on his channel for that it was an epic stream, by the way. Cool. And uh, and then she was there, and oh, uh, awesome. that's how I found out about her. And I'm like, oh, she's fucking hilarious, man. She's fucking hilarious. Um, she fits in so well on FNT too. Yeah. I'm texting as while I'm on the live stream. I'm like, we got to get her on. And I text Jeremy too. Like, we got to get her on, dude. Like, we got to find a way. She rules. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She fits yeah. right in. And it's like, she's not particularly into like Marvel or Star Wars, but she just gets the vibe and she just can hang. And her and Ryan going back and forth is rad. Yep. And she watched Loki. I mean, like, she watched Mandalorian. She watched the Loki, the, the Loki. So Thank she'll you. watch the Loki show. And uh, no, she'll do enough to where it gets. I mean, like, yeah, we get deep and we're always going to do that. And I hope people are always prepared for us to do get deep into the nerd, like deep, deep. In yeah. Yeah. Uh, balls deep. I do hope you can deep. get some something going on with Anthony Kumi, whether you go over there or you even just have like a private stream or something like that would be. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, I, for one, his story is great. I mean, like, yep. it's fucked up what happened to him, but how he got canceled was just, it's funny and bad Hilarious. all at the yep. same time. Yep. And then his election coverage in 2016 was phenomenal, dude. I it watched it. Like, absolute, I watched that exact stream. I watched like him every and- second of it. Oh, dude. <laughs> him and DePaulo and DePaulo yep. just getting super pumped. Like, he could take it. Like, just look at them, just like, yep. it was a sports team. That's so great. <laughs> No, uh, and then fucking well, and they would also have Ga- Gavin. They had Gavin on, you know, Gavin, Gavin that's Dennis. Right. Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Gavin fan. I watched the birth of the Proud Boys yes. and how it started out as just a drinking fucking men's club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know? I remember that. Yeah, and and what and 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 how the media spun it and what it mm-hmm. turned. It. Remember what the remember the initiation for the Proud Boys was you had to name like five breakfast seal- cereals while somebody's punching you. <laughs> that was the initiation of Proud Boys, and they would meet and play pool and drink, and they wouldn't yeah. like, even talk about politics. So yeah, and it turned in, uh, you know, but then you know it got coerced and whatever Someone, happened. Yeah, it. some people took it, but it was even more like when I first heard about that, it was like uh, he he was talking with it was one of the producers, right? Who was kind of like effeminate, and he yes. was talking about it was some old movie, like be proud of your boy or something. It was like a that. Disney movie. I think yeah. it's a Disney movie. And there's a song called proud of your boy. Yeah. And they'd always play it for his producer who would never get laid or something like, yeah. like yeah, no game. Right. <laughs> it was yeah. just super innocent. Like it was just him teasing his, you know, his producer friend. And then like, they make him like out to be the head of the KKK. You're like, what yeah, are you talking like, about? Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's teasing this and guy. Gavin has some of the most insightful fucking videos, period out there like and, and and he was one of those guys who was there you know he was a mm-hmm. uh, uh, fucking box right magazine Vice, he came from Vice. uh Vice, Vice, Vice. Vice. Yeah. yeah he helped yeah. start it didn't he yeah he's a co-founder yeah he's a co-founder yeah. and he's he's an old punk rocker you know he's an old fucking punk rocker. 
like from what it used to be when he started it to what it you know, became like Ryan Long, like covers those videos on his channel now, like on his, you know, it's just like, you, I can't, you can't believe what their points of view are. Like there was an old one I was listening to the other day and the article was like, why some men are choosing to cut their penis off and trying to spin it. And it wasn't trans people, by the way, because they referred to them as men. It was just how some men were voluntarily like cutting their penis off. Like, like there was this new trend. Leave Daniel Kibble like, Smith alone. <laughs> uh, but that's wow. I never heard yeah, of it. It was nuts. It's wow. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. yeah, there's so much mental illness out there right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's yeah. just, and we're now we're like, yeah, come on, be mentally ill. It's fine. It's good. It's a or good now thing. it's used as an excuse. Like, I know I was a complete asshole, but I was mentally ill. So you mentally need Ill. to treat me with respect now. It's like, no, you were still an asshole. Yeah. Um, and it's probably someone else's fault. You know, it's probably the patriarchy yep. anyway. Damn yeah. patriarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if we ha how much longer we have you for, Gary, but I did want to read a few more super chats. I got a few more minutes, and then I okay. got to okay. run. All right. So yeah, I think, yeah. I think Let's Mama hang out with you for a little bit. Once you go, we'll catch up on the super chats. We can just... Uh, Bask okay. in the glory that is Gary for the next. Oh, season. stop it! Come back. <laughs> yeah. There's no glory here. I'm just a fucking fool. Um, I am proof that anybody can uh can make it on YouTube. I am uh, if I can get subs. Uh, and it's and it wasn't. It's like it's this. I don't know how to put it. Uh, it was a good connection, I guess, at the right time. I have no fucking idea. I, I try to figure. I try not to question it too much. Mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm always kind of waiting for the lightning to strike, <laughs> uh, and I'm sure it will someday. And I'm trying to enjoy it as much as I can. But like, uh, I guess keeping at it, you know, as long as you're having fun, keeping at it, and like uh, I went years without anything happening. So like, like the channels uh, was created in 2014 on January 7, 2014. And it didn't start getting any traction until late 2018. So it was like four years. Yeah, four That's years. A long time. I mean, yeah, yeah, I remember hearing you say like it was how long before you were even over like a thousand subs. It was yeah, like, like two or three years. Yeah, three years. years. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. As I mean, just considering what you are now, like that's like. That's nuts, man. And I look, I owe a lot to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like I said it off yes. air earlier, but it's like you pushed me over. You helped me get over a thousand because of the shout out for the the Bill Burr Carano video. Now this, I mean, I feel like I just pulled like a thousand subs from you just hanging out. So yeah, and thanks, I've Gary. A lot of subs. <laughs> you you shouting me out and having me on your member streams giving giving me a lot of subs. And just like I said, you you're one of the, the main reasons I decided to do this YouTube thing. And then oh, yeah. there's the shout out, and then there's you guys are able to keep them there. See? So, and I, and I yeah. think, you know, I see something in you guys that I think it could be successful. I think it could actually really work and go places. So damn definitely. straight. We're awesome. Woohoo. Yeah, uh, culture crime you, fighters, baby. You. Every Seriously. Wednesday, either on this channel or Vigilante yes. Williamson's yeah. channel. Yeah. Uh, sub to me. Sub, sub to, to Vig. So you can watch this greatness next week. We do have a guest. I hate saying who our guests are because I, I don't. Yeah. He's I mean, confirmed, right? We can we can announce. He it. did confirm. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So Gary, I, I thank you again because we're stealing another guest. Clifton Duncan is supposed to be on next week. Ooh, so yeah. next week on my channel, sub to me. You you'll see us with Clifton Duncan, and then the next week after that, uh, you have we have another guest, right? Uh, you have a comedian that's supposed to be oh, on that week yes. or the week after. Haven't confirmed with him yet, so let's not okay. announce him yet. But he's okay. actually he's a comic friend of uh, Nick DiPaolo's. 
Uh, I can say it. He said he'd do the challenge. This guy, Jay Lafar. He, uh, yes. I, I met him at a, at a comedy show the other day, and he was really cool, really like uh, so abrasive on stage, and then so really nice and kind off stage, and agreed to do the show. So he, he's a great dude. So uh, yeah, he's gonna do it hopefully in two weeks, but you know, eventually. Yes. Yeah. yes. Clifton's awesome. He is awesome. Yeah. He's awesome for saying yes. He's coming so. back. He'll be on, uh, I think he's, I can't remember what date he's back, but he's coming back in the next couple, three weeks. Dope, dude. He was great. I love that guy. Like having those, hearing like the, like Cameron Poshers of the world, or Clifton Duncan's like the people who like lived in that industry, because it's like, I couldn't have any of these conversations with almost anyone that I knew out in like LA. Like I could have to, you know, I'd have to know you for like a while to make sure that I could, you know what I mean? Really trust you. And not not go stabbed in the back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I learned oh so early on, like not to trust anybody, just absolutely nobody. Even the people I really liked, I, I kept them at arm's length. Smart um, man, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like people were. It's so competitive. Uh, yeah, like people will stab you in the back for a sixteen dollar an hour job, temporary job. Like mm -hmm. it's that. Oh, competitive. You told that story. Yeah. And it's mad clicky. Story. Like, I notice how just how clicky it is. Like, it's a cult. Like, it is that kind of vibe. And it's like they'll. Now that it's very feminine, like it's very female run, like they, it's like the the chatter thing. Yeah, it is like the Mean Girls. It's like a like a knitting circle. Like they'll go talk behind your back. And oh, did you hear? Like like there was a rumor that I was a Trump supporter, which like I wasn't. But I mean, like I also like not hating on the guy. Like I got super excited when like he got elected because all the people I hated were just having an absolute meltdown on Facebook. <laughs> I was like, this rules. Um, but like, but then they, they, I guess I liked a post or something. I don't know. I don't know where they got this impression from, but like my acting school was like a light with the, with the reality that maybe I was a Trump supporter. Like they just go and they, they gossip and try to kick you well, out. Fucking what? Like, so what? I, I, like we, that stigma has got to stop. It's, um, uh, wrong side of history. You big it. Fucking dude, this whole January 6th bullshit. It's like, uh, what about, um, I don't know, May March 1st through fucking September 30th or up until election night when I don't know the rest of the cities were burning. We're not going to get any conferences on that or anything, but we're going to yeah. talk about the sixth right. when the politicians were threatened, but fuck the people right. when the people yeah, were what about murdered. And, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Murdered. Yeah. Dying. Right. Murdered. Like, fucking murdered mm -hmm. and their yes. lives destroyed. Yep. Uh, it had effects on businesses across the country. Um, I was just watching a video today. Somebody posted of this poor, uh, this poor old lady. She was black. She was crying. She was, she lived yes. in Minnesota in that neighborhood. And she's like, I got nowhere to shop now that, that office max yeah. is where I shop. And yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking to watch that shit. It was absolutely like heartbreaking. Yeah. And somehow mm -hmm. occupying a police station for political cause is not domestic terrorism. That's not no. domestic terrorism. Or it, never forget a uh, Mad Maxine literally inciting people to, to fight uh, Trump supporters and fight people. And not only that, you, you mentioned a, black, like, a lot of like I, I've made a video about it like a way back. And then not to get political this is my channel, my channel, I, I, I say whatever the fuck I want. We talk. So. Antifa essentially did a Tulsa-esque thing because a lot of the neighborhoods and BLM too, you know, a lot of neighborhoods they were tearing up were black-owned neighborhoods. I remember going, uh, I did a video and it was this guy going through um, Kenosha and showing all the black and Latino businesses that were burned down. Uh -huh. All the local grocery stores and local businesses burnt down to the crisp. To a crisp. They're gone. They can never get back. And they're saying insurance because white supremacy. Are you fucking kidding me? Yep, yep. That doesn't count. Uh, nope. 
Some what asshole with horns was on my desk. So well, they're creating enemies. But the, the thing is, like, they're they're creating like what they don't like. They're they're good. And also, like, when I went on OAN to did that do that interview, oh, I mean, right, it yeah. triggered a yeah. lot of fucking people, dude. Sure. Um, and but I had people reach out to me. I'm I'm a Latino business owner. Thank you for saying something because uh yeah, my 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 business got burned down and nobody interviewed me. Nobody talked to me. It's just nope. gone forever. Uh, I've got nothing now. It was like, I, I mean, like you get those emails. You're like, how do I even fucking respond to this? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I just say that, like, I'm sorry. That's heartbreaking. Um, and like, that's what, you know, that's, we do that on such a small level here in the, in the, you know, the, the, with, with entertainment, with pop culture. And that's why we got to support the channels that go, go out there and risk it in, in politics, you know, like comics, comics goes out there. He talks yeah. about the great reset. He yeah. knows the clock is ticking on him talking about the, the great, you know, if you're going to talk about the great reset, make sure you got your day job going. That's, that's probably an important thing because you're not going to be around much longer, but yeah, we got to support comics and doing that stuff. Uh, and, and, and VW, VW talks about that yeah. stuff. Hell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though I've, I've went back, but I, I mean, I was on, I've been on comics division channel a bunch of times talking about a lot of this, Really, really, really fucked up societal engineering. The the World Economic Fund. I've seen it in the chat. Uh, people talk about it. it. It's some really Agenda Twenty Thirty. Uh, what they've done is is really, really, really um, evil. It, it evil. Yes, it confirms every conspiracy theory I heard and threw out. Like, okay, this will never happen. It's like right. no. It's happening now. I thought were Here complete. it is. Oh, I'm like, yes. I right? believe in aliens, but yeah. that's bullshit. And yeah, uh, yeah. dude, Man, there's a show. Wrong. It's fucked up. This Ascension uh, Dodo oh, recommended yeah. it to us to, to watch it. It was this uh, BBC show. Uh, do you remember what it was called? I can't remember the name of it. Um, it was something like Outbreak. Uh, what the hell was it called? Uh, no, it was Ascension about. Dodo, you're here. Yeah, Let us know. Here, man. What was the name of that BBC show you told me to watch? And if evil is a thing. It was about this comic book that like this, that, and there was like this, the sequel to this, like really love Utopia. That's right. Utopia. Utopia yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that on the BBC? No, I've heard of it though. Is it about good? It's like, yeah, I mean, it's fucked up, dude. It's like, it's about this comic book that like, I guess people keep getting murdered over like this sequel to a, to a original comic book. And then it's all tied into this plague this global plague that isn't really a global plague but they're trying to convince people to take a jab and it's just like oh wow yeah. wow this has nothing to do with reality this I is a fictional this. thing ladies it's and gentlemen wild, man. Uh, we're talking about utopia susan you're not my mom i ain't calling you mama susan but uh susan we're talking we about you. a fictional uh fictional thing but i'll tell you man it, it does not pull any punches they go real dark with it like there's a lot of some kids get popped and stuff it's fucked up so just oh, so you know, sure. just so you know what you're walking into. It's all right. That's insane. I couldn't believe it. But considering the times we're living in, it's fascinating. Yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I got, I got a, I got a jet, guys. I got a. All I'm good, sorry. brother. I'm hey. Sorry, I'm bailing early, but uh, good. thanks for having me. Uh, Thank you for being here to both these guys. I'll come back, dude. Like we'll, With we'll do something in the future. You're welcome and, back uh, anytime, yeah. my friend. Maybe we'll anytime. get you on on my channel too. So love uh, it. I would love, yeah. they would love yeah. to, they would love Thanks, to. Thanks Gary. And I'll see Thank you in you. Vegas, my friend, for sure. Yes. yes. Yeah. Are you a vigilante? Are you going to Vegas? Uh, I'm not able to. I oh, wish I could. Man. 
Yeah, I really could. Uh, next year, if you, if right, you, yeah, well, you, you make it a yearly year. thing. We're going to make it I a yearly thing. thing. Hell yeah. But, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Gary. Thank you so much, man, for you know, coming by and bringing all these people. This thank is you. amazing. Oh, yes. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks, chat. Take care. There's Comics Division yeah, right there. there Look at yeah, yeah. Hell Comics Division. And Eric Kay. And uh, thanks, everyone, in the chat. Take right care, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Peace. All right. Thank you, Gary. That was awesome. That was incredible. That was incredible. Please stay. I know you're all leaving. Stay. <laughs> Let's stay. stay. Uh, no, thank you guys for hanging out. Um, I do want to get to some of those super chats because, uh, yes. you know, just hanging out with Gary was incredible. And thank you guys all for hanging out and staying with us. It's been it's been really Pretty terrific. Um, okay. Where were we? Because, all right. I got the last one I read was friend, uh, da, 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 holy terror. Um, okay. This is from Korea Smith for 10 US dollars. Thank you so much. It says, hope things go well with your friend. Hail Foulball and Gary. Keep fighting the good fight. Quote, we are at war. We 100% are at war. And I think that this yeah. is one of the places where we can actually, you know, fight it and uh, discuss it in a way that's, you know, out of free, like unencumbered, like unentangled with some other like agenda, some corporation's, uh, you know, leash, you know? Yeah. And uh, you can always see that type of shit at Comics Division's channel, Hail Comics. Yes. And check uh, out Comics Division's he's channel. often on this channel, channel that I'm frequently on. Yeah. So please check it out. Yeah, I did want to say one more time just for the just for the uh, the all the super chats that are being raised today are going to help my friend. Uh, she is a person that I know here in Austin. She's a wonderful person, good friend of mine, and she's uh, has to have an invasive surgery. Uh, she doesn't have any health insurance, and she works in food service, so she is going to be out money for the surgery and then out money for all the days that she can't work. So any super chats that get donated, uh, that get the uh, you know, given to me today or going right to that charity. And if you guys have a few dollars you can spare, uh, the GoFundMe is in the in the chat. So if that's something you can do, it'd be very greatly appreciated. Yes, um, we appreciate all we appreciate all the super chats we've gotten and the direct donations. Thank you all for all your support. Um, helping out a friend of the channel. It's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix Tangent for five dollars US. Thank you so much. It's a uh, Sheena Ibu saying hello. Much like our uh, our resident <laughs> polar bear snorted poopus. Thank you very much, Phoenix Tangent. The wake down. Hail the wake down. Uh, for $5 US says, hail uh, Foulball Productions, Vigilante Williamson, Nerd Roddick, and Epic Guest for an amazing show. Thank you very much, the wake yeah. down. You are our Perry Chan and very greatly appreciated. Um, Full Metal Vash 7 for $1.99. has got a foam one-up finger. Thank you very much. Super sticker. Much appreciated. We are number one. Uh, <laughs> Rob Altus for $5 US says, love the fellowship that Gary and others have fostered and continue to support. Hail to that. Yeah. I think uh, I like that word fellowship. And I do think it's like tremendous that, uh, that I mean, look, how cool is it, dude? Like we started streaming, we said like just about a year ago, the two of us and yep. Gary, one of our favorite guys. And yeah, we've had member streams and stuff, but he's here, man. Like that's, yeah. that's wild. He is here, and he said he left early. No, the show's longer. We stop at two hours in most weeks, mm -hmm. uh, so we went at longer than normal because mm -hmm. of Gary. So no, this he did not leave early. Our usual show's only about a couple hours. Every now and again, we'll go long, um, but yeah, it, it, this has been surreal, and I don't know yeah. how. I'm I'm glad I didn't throw up on myself live. So that's 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 yeah, cool. dude. He's so cool. It became kind of easy just to chat and talk with him. Like it wasn't even weird. Yeah. 
just like a yeah, no, yeah. normal conversation. Like, I, honestly, like once we started talking to him before we went on, I was like, oh, I'm not nervous. Like, this is going to be great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thank you guys for coming and all the new subscribers. Thank you guys so for exciting. Coming. Thank you, everyone who's still here. Yeah. Uh, I got a bunch yeah, of videos please. up. I mean, if, you know, if I'm the type of content you like, you can get a good sample of uh, what's out there already. So feel free to check that out. Make sure you check out my partner, Vigilante Williamson. Yes, please. Please check me out. And we'll be back here uh, Friday after Friday Night Tights, the MF for Cocktail Lounge. It'll be us and a few other guests. Um, you can watch some old episodes. They get pretty wild because we yeah. get pretty drunk. They get but, pretty wild. They get pretty drunk. I'm trying to pare it down. Like A lot of yeah. times it's been a little wild. So I'm trying to have it just to have me, Vigilante, Red Shirt, and then uh, two panelists. And then if, you know, if Tom uh, from Mead and uh, Comics want to pop in or Eric K, they're always welcome and they can pop in. And they often do. Yes, uh, they so do. Check so, us out. Yeah, it's a little, um, it's a, oh, rough, One Rough Girl says, I love y'all's content. Thank you so much. Thank you, One Rough Girl. Much appreciated. But yeah, if you guys Appreciate don't get enough uh, streaming on FNT, feel free to pop over and see the MF for Cocktail Lounge every Friday night at 9.30 Central. Um, all right. Uh, Nerdportal Lifeform. Unfortunately, this is directed at Gary. But hail Nerdportal Lifeform for $5 US. Says, Gary, didn't you once own a comic shop? Uh, Foulball and Vigilante are great channels. I don't Can't believe that meet- rumor. I don't either. I think it's just a uh, slander. I think it's propaganda. Uh, slander, propaganda. Yeah. Exactly. It says a uh, foul ball and vigilante are great channels. Can't wait to meet you guys and gals in Vegas in a few weeks. Hail. I feel the same way, brother. I am pumped for Vegas, man. I'm really sorry. You can't go. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks just another red shirt for $5 us says for your friend. Hail, just another red shirt. Thank you so very appreciate much. It. He's not just another red shirt. He's the red shirt. We appreciate him here. He's one of the mob rodics. Red shirt. He's, he's a great person. He's really cool. Oh, uh, shit. So thank you, man. What? I missed a $50 one from before. Oh, oh I shit. tried to get the big ones. Well, hail judo cricket for $50 US. Thank you so much. Uh, says here because nerd rodic good. Sub because content is good. Donating because cause is good. Hail judo good. cricket. I hope that you're still here, man. I really appreciate that. Man, really... thank you, man. That fifty ain't cheap to, to no. go, uh edge line, and, and thank you guys. I think we're gonna hit that mark one way or another of the goal. Looking at the GoFundMe, like yeah. between donos and and, and yeah, uh, the super chats. You guys have been incredible, so thank you, man. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's a good cause. I think at least like four or five hundred dollars has been donated directly to the charity since yeah. I've been streaming. Then there's five hundred dollars in super chats that came in and an additional like buck fifty or so of tips. So I think we're gonna I think we're gonna make a pretty significant uh, contribution yeah. to this girl's plight, which is sucks, man, because she's like twenty nine and she's got this like this Jeez. serious like a operation she has got to go under it's like yeah. not cancer but like in the same kind of realm and it's like oh no poor thing man it's terrible yeah so very happy to help uh vigilante williamson congrats on 607 subs says ah. the life form yeah and you're there at like 1500 yeah this uh, yeah. has been an incredible thank you all for all the new subs uh for both of our channels uh we really appreciate it. please check our backlogs you can see some of the content we we talk about and some of the stuff we do. I've been trying to experiment the past few weeks, uh, try to do different things, and, and you see retro games, but I still have videos and, and, and live streams. Please check out uh, our content, and check out Matt for Fireball Productions. Obviously, it's where you are. Check out his backlog. It's, he has a really funny video on, um, what is it? Army, uh, <sighs> Army, of, that thieves. Army the, of Thieves. Army of the Dead prequel. Hilarious. <laughs> the world asked for that. Totally yeah. asked for it. 
uh, Rob Atlas says, great stream tonight, guys. Love the discussion. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rob Atlas. This uh, was a fucking thrill. 700 people, 730 people here at one point. Yeah. Fucking incredible. Um, all right. Just a few more super chats to get through here. Um, this is from Gary's Lost Picard review. Damn it. I wish I read that while he was here. That's oh, hilarious. That's who it's from. That's his, that's his, <laughs> yeah, that's his handle. That's great. Uh, awesome. For five uh, five pounds, five great British pounds. pounds. Michael B. Jordan can't act. Why can't people Ooh. see this? Uh, hashtag release the Picard review. Shit, I wish I was. Oh, man. It's, that's the new Snyder Cut is the Picard review. That's hilarious. Oh, man. There's quite a few Super Chats. Um, Charles. Oh, wait. No. Uh, the wake down for two dollars US says my three favorite YouTubers. How do we get more of this? I can hail. Hey, thanks. Uh, appreciate you putting me in the same category as uh, Scary there because uh, he's yeah. my favorite YouTuber, and Vigilante is my second favorite. So hey, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Tupac Shakur from Beyond the Grave sends back, a two dollar US. Back from the dead. He says, "I hail my deep friend, my dear friend Vigilante Williamson. Love you guys." I didn't oh, know you too, were friends man. with Tupac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He calls me from Cuba. Not he's not dead. Okay. All right. It sucks right now because Cuba's in a bad way, but yeah. yeah. Always was a big fan of uh Tupac there. Tupac Shaker. Um <laughs> the Islington girl, longtime fan of the channel. Love you, good dear. Good to see you. For five dollars Canadians has a little bit to help with a heart. Thank you very much. Uh, Phantom Mercenary for one dollar US doesn't say anything but just a super chat. Thank you very much. Every dollar uh, counts. Thank you, Phantom Mercenary. Dollar counts. Radio Man one zero one seven for five dollars US. Thank you for that. Says Nerdist just posted the question: What character would you like to see in the Master of the Universe Part Two? Most replies are He Man. Hail, <laughs> hail, uh, Foulball Productions. What? Hail, Nerdrotic. Thank you, Radio. You man. mean they want to see He Man on a He Man show? Who would have fucking thought? Pretty fucking crazy. Pretty crazy. Uh, best time is now for $10 US. Thank you very much. First time visitor here. If Nerd Roddick is here, it can't be that bad. Ha ha. Thanks. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. If Not I that the, bad. Hey, get the Nerd Roddick endorsement. That's pretty. Uh, I'd take it. I would take it if it wasn't me. I'd be like, who's this, who's this channel? I'll check it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I found Nick Weiser. It is. Yeah. And just the fact that he promoted us during the Nooner and mm -hmm. cut the Nooner short. To come here, like, listen, I know there's a lot of people who may have their issues or whatever with people, but like, Gary's a genuinely good dude. Mm -hmm. He's a really, really good dude. Uh, so thank you all who who know that and came along. Um, but yeah, Gary's the man. And you know, yeah. while you're reading super chats, I don't know if he's in the chat. I've been looking for Glenzer because, like, I oh, I, yeah. like I said, I do retro stream. He sent Glenzer accidentally sent you a super chat, which mm -hmm. I don't mind, but I want Glenzer to know I did not ignore your super chat. You sent it to the wrong person. So if you if you watch this in the playback or you're in the chat, Glenzer, I'm sorry, <laughs> bro. You sent the wrong super chat to the wrong person. So I said it. I hope you can some I hope that message gets to you to the airwaves. But thank I you like, for it anyway. I like that Sensor Dodo staying true to himself says uh, fun fact, Matt was hard during the whole stream. <laughs> <laughs> Never change, my good man. Never change. And you can see more of his antics every Friday at the MF Recovery yes. Lounge. Um, all right. Just Stay a few more here more. to get through. Uh, da, 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 first time visitor, some friends. Hail, Gary. Christian. Uh, okay. From Holy Whatever for $4.99 says, Hail, guys. Here's just a small get better card from Russia with love. Hail, ah, comrade. Thank you. Thank you very Hail, much. Comrade. 
Oh, yeah. Also, you guys, I think I might as well mention this because of the Russia thing reminded me of it. If you guys want to ever catch any episodes of this show, not on YouTube, we're also on iTunes and Spotify. So, yeah. Check us out there, there if you want to just listen on your iPhone or whatever. You want to download episodes. Uh, you don't want to just stream video. Yeah. Every single one of these episodes goes up on uh, on uh, Spotify and iTunes. Culture Crime Fighters. Yeah. Um, and Russia is, uh, is mad at you now after that David Harbor video you did. Oh, my God. Comrades came after you. I know. I'm getting swarmed by Russian bots. <laughs> Literal Russian bots, too. We're not joking. They posted they're, they're like critiquing my video in Russian. <laughs> I don't speak Russian. I'm just making fun of some stupid Hollywood guy. There you go. He came at Red Guardian. He's their hero. I guess so. Um, all right. Uh, Jay Bizzle for ten for nine ninety nine US. Thank you so much. Says awesome stream, gang. How worried are you that the new Hawkeye show will feel like being uh, being behind Bert and Birdie in a, in a human centipede? <laughs> okay, who are Bert and Birdie? I don't know who these people are. I don't know who they are. Um, but no, the Hawkeye show is going to be a mess. It's not going to be good. It's going to be uh, the whammon is the key to everything. Kate Kit, uh, was a Kate Bishop, not Kate Kane. It's a different uh, woke hero. Uh, Kate Bishop is better than Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner's terrible. Uh, white man bat. That's oh, this I, is going to be brutal. Just looking up who these girls are, just the images of these of these girls. They no. got that mean face. No, no, no. They, I'll show you. You'll get it as soon as you see it. Oh, okay. Um, this is the yeah. when I just Google search the images. It's like, uh, no. They obviously have a thing uh, for gender identity, and it's going to be a whole thing. They're in the suits. There you go. Yeah. Do no I think, one... look, I want to be honest, man. When it comes to new content, I am a hundred percent skeptical until I hear lots of confirmation to not be skeptical. Yes, I'm the same way. And it's not I'm being black pilled. It's it's just being consistent on what they put out there. Yeah, because they don't it they made it clear oh, that they, they are not interested in making good content. And even if they were, that they're incapable of it. They're incapable. Yeah. That's why they lean so hard on message in the first place. It's like, oh, you can't criticize us, you're a bigot. Yeah, it, it's and it, it's just universal. It's what's why I was saying with Gary, like, I'm surprised people were surprised that He-Man was was woke and bad. It's like, what did you why didn't you see you should have seen surprised fans. you this coming fandom. I got that because it's like, that's why I broke out the hat. It's like when you're a fan of a, a sports team, mm-hmm. it's just like that same. Even if, you know, you still just want it so bad. And I think yeah. the trailer helped too. that trailer really it was cut in a way to make you think, oh, we're going to get He-Man. So I, I think a lot of people walked into it. Now, if you're talking about the, the people who are smart, again, I think it's that fandom that, you know, you, you just want it to go well. You wanted Kevin Smith to not be a fraud. Is that Luke? Who, yes, he's bugging yes. me. I was trying to introduce him to all the new people, but he's shy. Yeah, he's he's camera shy. I have a white fluffy cat named Luke, and uh, he, he does little scratches on the chair Who while I'm streaming. But then as soon as I go to, like, give him attention, he runs off. Yeah, he could tell. He's like, hey, there's too many people watching. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, he's a private cat. Um, yeah, so as my opinion on the Hawkeye show, I, I, like I said, I have no expectations about anything that comes out in Hollywood. I'm sure it's going to be woke. I'm sure it's going to be bad. I don't know who these Burton Birdie people are, but they don't sound like – they don't appear to be the kind of people that I would be interested in hearing about what they've got to say. Uh, I'm looking at what have they made before – um, they did that Troop Zero movie on Amazon. I had no interest in watching a TV series okay. called Kidding and the Great. I don't know who they are. 
I, I've never heard of them. They don't seem to be the type of people that I would be interested in hearing about their comic book adaptation, though. Yeah, and uh, I, I'll uh, pass like Steve Nash on that. Mm-hmm. I've been passing on all the uh, Marvel shows. After WandaVision, I was done, I'm was i done with bait and switches. I'm done getting invested. I'm done even trying. I'm I done. can't try. I won't if, do it. If you guys tell me it's great, I'll check it out. Like I've been checking out that um, Resident Evil series finally. Yeah, oh, what you said. Um, I, I'm a couple episodes in. I like it so far. I didn't see the last two yet, yeah. uh, but I am gonna check them out probably soon. The last one gets a little weird, but the first, I like the, I like the mystery that they established. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going on, and like it's cool to see military guys like fighting zombies. That's pretty fun. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it looks good. The facial animations are a little weak, but I like the animation style. Yeah, yeah, um, it, it looks really good. Like, like you said, the face, the faces can look kind of funky, but mm-hmm. like there are certain scenes that look real. And yeah like, it looks cool it looks badass um all right uh awesome stream da, da, da. oh uh adam wolford for two dollars us says hey gary he's not here unfortunately but it's his first time watching you guys thank you very much adam yeah hopefully Thanks it's not your last me. hopefully not hopefully we keep you around uh the wake down for two dollars says insert witty comment here okay <laughs> brilliant brilliant witty uh, comment witty comment raj h with another $1.99 Canadian super sticker. Gives us another thumbs up. Yeah. Roger H. And Roger H. Has the like most charming, inviting, happy. Just like he just seems like a friendly guy. Mm-hmm. That, by his uh, avatar. He does. He he's like a complete good, anger. Guy, good guy. Greg. Yeah. Meme. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the last one. Thank you so much from Inferior. Who's been around this channel before? Yeah, Good to see you back, brother. Uh, for two dollars, uh, great British pounds says not much, but here's some scratch for your friend. Listen, man, anything that you guys have given is incredibly appreciated because it's you know she's in she's going through a tough time, and uh, if I can if you guys can help and I can help in any way, that's a beautiful beautiful thing. So thank you very much, really really appreciate it. Uh, there are just a few stream elements tips. Um, yeah, yeah. Stream so the brightest day uh, for four dollars and twenty cents. Uh, Dude, totally. 420. Uh, says, best, love you guys. Oh, yeah. Says, love you guys. Hail Neurotic. Hail Cultural Crime Fighters. Well, hail to you, Brightest Day. And Brightest Day's got a good channel. If you guys are interested in checking him out, uh, doing gun like the models and stuff like that, give him a give him a give him a little subski. Yeah. Go take a look. Sub to Brightest Day. Sub to Brightest Day. He's mentioned in our if you if you were here for the intro, he's mentioned in the intro because he he, he has a great channel. Absolutely. Uh, Thalius Balchausen for $3 and 33 cents. It's not, it's not much, but I hope you I hope it helps your friend. Thank you very you know, much. Darius, that's Balchausen. Darius Munchausen. He does that. He'll be vigilante Munchausen. Thalius. Yes. Uh, I've, I've seen Robert. Rich. Did you see Robert today? Cause he always, I haven't uh, seen Robert, but he's changed his name. He's something else now. Cause he has a channel that he's trying to start. Yeah. Robert, what? Robert does um, like little, Vigilante Williamson, Comrade Williamson, and stuff like that. Yeah. Kill Lilanti or something like yeah, Williamson, yeah, yeah. something like that. Something like that. Um, so yeah. Oh, so yeah. we got a super sticker. Oh, uh, right, right here to, uh, from Max, Max 15, Fifteen with the Hal. Got the Hal avatar there, which was a super sticker. Um, let me go to the chat yeah. to see what it is. It's a super super sticker because he's flying. So like is a it, flying pair thing. I haven't. It hasn't loaded. Oh wait, where are we? Uh, yeah, I see it. I see like you a see pair it? or whatever. It's a, it is. Oh, yeah, like the super pair. Yeah. Superhero. Yeah, super pair. For 10 pounds. Thank you so much. Much appreciated, Max 15. Thank You're you, a good bloke. You're a good bloke. You're a good bloke. You're a jolly good bloke. Um, Anthroparian. Hail, Anthroparian. Hail, Anthroparian. Sent a super he's chat been, in. 
You want to talk about early? He was one of the first people to sub to me, like the first 20 subs, Anthroparian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Anthroparian. Hail Anthroparian. Um, he says, uh, he says uh, it's for $16.67. It says 10 pounds for your friend, one pound for He-Man to get his nuts reattached, and one pound for Tila to get some estrogen pills. <laughs> Jeez, that's the conversion rate? I guess Jeez, so. 12 bucks yeah. goes up to 16.76. Cool. How about that? Hail. Yeah. And the last super chat. Oh, wait, actually, I should refresh this list just to make sure I didn't catch any yeah, others. Yeah. Nope. Great. And the last super chat of the day of the night comes from my first ever. How perfect. Man yeah. of War 665, Neighbor of the Beast. Uh, for $6.65 says, FYI, summer in Vegas is easy. It's like a bike, except the bike is on fire and you're on fire and everything is on fire and you're in hell. Viva Las <laughs> Vegas, muchachos. <laughs> Well, you're the neighbor of the beast. Of, co- of course, that's easy to do. That's, that's where you live. Yeah, exactly. We all live in exactly. Vegas. You're used to being on fire. Yeah. You're used to, or at least being near it. Yeah. Um. All right, brother. Do you want to? You want to call it a day? Yeah. Yeah. We went. We went extra long. We got at least 300 people to stick around, and I thank yeah. you for all the ones sticking around. And even if you left, thank you for showing up. I mean, I yeah. appreciate anybody who subbed to either of our channels who just found out about us today. Yep. Like, what the hell, the Coach of Crime Fires? Check out our back catalogs on both of our channels. Hell. Please check out the stuff that we do, and, and thank you all again for being here. Thank you to Gary. Nerd riding, thank you, I, I can't thank him enough, man. And let's also not forget, let's hail the fucking mighty Eric K. Uh, hail my fucking who facilitated K. this. He very much facilitated this, gave Gary a little off screen nudge to get him here. Uh, and and you know what, Mrs. Nerd Roddick gets a shout out too yes. because she's been helping out behind the scenes too. So it was a mighty effort to get him here. And I'm very, very grateful that he came and uh, hailed uh, you know, Eric K. And hail for you guys all hanging out watching. This was a blast. Yeah, this is, is, uh, I I couldn't have imagined this. So thank you all for showing up. Uh, We hope you're entertained. We hope you come back next week. If you you like what you heard here and you want to see us with Clifton Duncan, you have to sub to my channel. That's right. Next week, it will be on my channel. We rotate similar to the Inquisition uh, uh, channel. So next week, Vigilante Williamson, check out the channel. You you, you will get this great content. And if Mm -hmm. you say, you know, I don't want to do any of this. As we said, we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. That's right. Check us out there. And then Check you can us still out there. get this great content. And we do some fun stuff, too. Not just culture, like commentating, too. Like, I know I do some game streams here and there. So does Viz. Yeah, so I do I like retro game fun. streams. I released a video talking about Donda, Kanye West album that didn't release, and Shikari Richardson. And this is a fucking commercial with Shikari Richardson for this Donda album that didn't release. She didn't go to Olympics, and it's from Beast by Dre, and Dr. Dre just got divorced, so it's like a triple whammy. It's a, lot it's a great commercial, though, but it's like, what the fuck? Right on. Well, that's going to do it for us today, guys. Thank you so much for watching, and uh, hopefully we'll see you all on Friday for the MF for Cocktail Lounge or next week on Vigilante's channel or, you know, wherever. We're back in the yes. world. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right. Peace. <laughs>